Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast for the week of April 8th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me as always, Filter Court. How's it going? It is going. What is this, a two-week show? We're covering two uh, weeks here? Yes, yeah, the last, uh, I guess the coming week and the previous week. Okay, yeah. Um, so, just to give everyone a heads up of what we're looking at, uh, we had, our last show was, uh, what was that, all of March? Yeah, pretty much all of March, and I guess the first week of April as well. And then um, Monday, <laughs> which is when we planned on doing this, I guess, we had, um, because we had done it the previous Monday, uh, you know, we just, we we didn't feel like we had enough to go on. You were still working an odd schedule. You're no yeah. longer working that schedule. Right. So, yep. we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, so, that's awesome. So with that said, uh, what's been going on? What have you been doing? Yeah, um, I really have not, uh, I still haven't really gotten a chance to play too much. Um, I've been continuing to play a little bit of Anthem as I have been. Nothing really to, you know, update on that yet. I'm still doing like the Tombs thing, which was the uh, like a big lock-off they put in the middle yes. of the game just to increase people's times, yeah. which was not well done. Well, yeah, it could have been a lot better. I, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I get it. I like I got a lot of it organically. Mm-hmm. It felt like, um, yeah. But I, I do know that uh, you know I've talked to quite a few people who were like, I did not get that organically. It was really annoying, and I just it, it felt like it's it just disconnected a, the game. Yeah, it's a big delay for no reason. Right. right. Um, and I I see that for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean we have more to talk about with uh, hopefully I guess EA's future path that is sort of uh in like rumor territory still and then definitely also um we we got a really good story in the last couple weeks about uh anthem's development in general and then kind of what's going on at bioware and just ea in in a larger sense so we'll talk about that later but the main thing i've been playing like i promised is uh tropico 6 i've been doing a ton of tropico 6 nice nice so um (coughs) you know how's it all been going what do you think we're looking at it's, customization right now. Uh, yeah. Well, we were looking at customization. Yeah, feel free to jump around in this video, too, because there's not anything in particular that you know we need to dig into or anything. But um, I really like the new kind of... Um, like, they, they made tourism a big part of it, which really makes sense, because a lot of sort of island nations in the real world are really tourism-dependent. Yeah. Um, so that's become a kind of a cool new thing. You can have the cruise ships come in, which they're kind of showing off in the video here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you build up some historic, like, heritage sites that you have. Like, naturally, there'll be, like, some sort of Aztec-looking ruins and things like that that you can uh, fix up and people want to go visit, which is really cool. Um, you make, uh, you know, I mean, just like any of the Tropico games, um, you're making choices on, like, what your country's constitution is. You're Obviously, it's a city game, a city builder, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you're managing how all of that works. Uh, it's I, I've been having a ton of fun with it. Uh, it's a lot more um, simple. I, it seems like uh, in what we're watching is like a review here. They're showing off some of the bugs, and this is definitely very buggy. You talking um, about where they were trying to pull out the road? Yeah, I, I've I've noticed with roads in particular, there's a um, there's issues a lot of times. Um, mm. And it's, uh, there's definitely bugs that need to be worked out. Uh, we know that they're working on a DLC. I think they plan for that to come out like the end of May. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with it so far. Um, Anno eighteen hundred will also be coming out in this next week, so that'll be another thing to check out. Yeah, um, we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Yeah, but overall, um, I, I, Tropico's gotten pretty good reviews. Um, you know, it looks like there's a good future in front of it to, to kind of see what else is coming on. So, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, so what 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 have you been building like? Do you have, like, a focus, or... Yeah, I'll, I'll generate, like... I've been doing a lot of... Uh, I did a couple of the first few, like... Not really campaign, but, you know, pre-built missions. Mm-hmm. It's like a little mini campaign where they'll take you through one age to kind of... It, it seems to be um, kind of a built-in tutorial where it's like, hey, oh, okay. yeah. um, you know, you're, this is how your people will, um, you know rebel and form their own country so you're not part of your you know original like basically you're like a subject of they say the crown but they don't say who which i think is pretty smart um so you know some some like unknown like probably the uk but it could potentially also be um you know france or spain or whoever you know it's not really named but uh you know, you first, you revolt against them and then you advance into like the world wars stage mm-hmm. and then you become an ally of either the allies or the Axis. Um, and they distance themselves from saying like, you know, allies and Axis, that could also sort of imply World War One in a way. Um, and they don't want to directly say like, hey, do you want to be on a team with the Nazis? Because that's kind of loaded. Yeah. And uh, and then after that you side uh, it goes into the Cold War era, and then you sign with the West or the East basically, um, and then after that it progresses into a modern era and uh, the modern era at that point everything's unlocked, um, you know you have the access to, you know all the way down from like little coconut harvesters that really all they do is just go out and grab coconuts that have fallen off of trees in the yard yeah, right. uh, all the way up to like nuclear power plants and shit so huh. this one's been getting rated a little bit better than tropico 5 which yeah, i think like- tropico's uh three and four have been the the most well-loved mm-hmm. um so it's you know average ratings but you know there's not a lot of good city builders out here this one's definitely still they've been getting further and further away from some of the humor aspects of the um, yeah, it's like, is, games, is that a good is that a good idea? Like, I don't. Know. I mean, if you're if you try to be humorous and it doesn't work, that's extremely bad. If yeah. you don't try to be funny and it's not funny, then that's fine, right? Right, right. But I mean, it's like it's hard to be like I, I don't find like I don't find yeah there is like a like a fine line there. Like I yeah. don't find the humorous city builders um usually like typically like very funny right right you know they 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 try to and i'm like that's fine i appreciate it i see what they're doing Mm -hmm. but if you like don't try at all and it has like this this game's style i feel like it should have and i mean just kind of art style i look at it it's kind of like quirky and weird sometimes Mm -hmm. um especially when you see pictures of people uh, we yeah. just saw one a yeah. bit ago. Yeah, yeah they don't try to be realistic. Like you can zoom right in on somebody, and it's very like, yeah. I mean, this guy comical. You know, yeah, yeah, this guy with his big ears and his like little like little mustache and his mm. uh, kind of like little quiff of hair. S- yeah, 
gweeb of hair in the front. Yep. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Like, they go for it's. It's almost a uh, like um, what do they call it? It's it's almost a uh, like boardwalk like comical picture. What the fuck do they call those? Little like cartoons. a caricature. It's like a caricature. Yeah. Like they need. Like if I see this kind of art, I'm like, I expect there to be a little bit of humor. Yeah. But I, and it I has a, it I, has a very little bit. I, I don't think I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the last city builder that I played that I like was super 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 into. Hmm. And like what it was, and I can't even think of like the last one that I seriously played. So I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. There, there's definitely room for this. Like, I watched this and I'm like, I want to play a city builder. Yeah, for sure. And this is, I mean, it's relatively simple. You don't have to worry about managing traffic like you do in City Skylines, which mm-hmm. is like a fucking pure nightmare. Um, for the most part, you can just you know freely like if you need to go out to a certain area because it has like oil let's say you need like you need to get some oil to power your you know turbines or whatever the fuck like you know you can rebuild you can just build new housing out there you can rebuild um all the infrastructure you need and then that way people won't have to constantly be going back and forth between your two cities Mm -hmm. Uh, you can just kind of build another new city over there um so yeah i mean it's it's a it definitely fills that itch of like, you know, I, I want to like construct something and just watch it progress. For the most part, the game's really forgiving. Um, it's not like super complicated or anything. Um, you know, I think the good, quote unquote, good rating is exactly right. Like it's good. It does what it does what it needs to do. Yeah. And I, not... you know, this thing is not gonna like. It's definitely not gonna be like a city skyline or something where that like completely changed the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It does, you know, it does the job. And I, I, Tropico has a lot of built-in fans over five fucking games coming out on every console, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, cool. So, yeah. so that's been about it. Anything else? Um, yeah, I've just still been doing the mobile stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about it more with you, but I tried out Elder Scrolls Blades. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. I, I just not into that kind of experience on mobile, you know? Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll jump in. And Pokemon Go, bit. of course. <laughs> um, for me, all, like literally, all I've been doing, like when I when I have been gaming, has been uh, trying to finish up the division. I was hoping to finish it up yesterday, um, but I played a little bit today while I was waiting for a call, and I kind of like ran down everything I have left, and it looks like I have two, like two more uh, missions left. It looks like the sto- I'm not sure if that's wrapped up, like wrapped up in the story. Mm-hmm. how that works um but it does look like i have two more missions left um and they like they are bigger missions uh i think one of them is roosevelt roosevelt island the other one's the capitol building okay uh so it, it's it's been good i really like um i really like the like creativity of like the enemies on what they like what they are and what they're like mm-hmm. um and like the guns are good the characters uh like they're pretty decent like i feel like i i can see things like i i see what's gonna happen like at the end of everything but then again i'm like maybe not i don't know um so i, I it's it's been good um like i'm really happy i skipped something like we had a um 
what was that game? Um, it was the other Ghost Recon, Wildlands. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad I skipped out on that. Because okay. it's just like, I can do these, <laughs> but maybe like every two. Yeah, I think that's um, something that a lot of these publishers have to kind of figure out is that the yearly like pump out cycle is actually hurting them. And it, yeah. it feels like a win in the short term, but we can already see like, you know, easily the biggest games ever made looking at like Call of Duty and shit. They're, they're starting to fall behind their own records. Yeah, and well, that trend is going to continue. And, and and that that really does bother me. The mm. like the way that companies like look at stuff like that, mm. and they're like, "Well, we we didn't do as good as we did like last year," and it's like, I mean, is that? I mean, it's not it's not great. But if you still did really good, like, does it matter if you beat last year's like? money intake if you did like a record setting year last year mm-hmm. and now you're pumping out the same fucking game yeah it's like you gotta kind of see that coming people are not surprised by it anymore yep so um but this game i think does it it lends to like like it it, it really helps the games uh like image by it not being as like what would you say like in the public eye mm-hmm. as the first one was yeah because it has it i mean it probably has fewer people altogether yeah. uh like playing it I, I'm, I'm not sure on the numbers at all but um but it's like I, I think that's a good thing for it because the audience is a lot more like accepting and forgiving and you know they know what they want and they talk about it and it's just you know it's just like more of a like it's a lot better than the first game how everyone was just you knew what people were talking about when they talked about the first one they Mm -hmm. were talking about being pissed off at the dark zone i have to go into the dark zone to do this shit and then i want to do this other shit and i can't do it without going to the dark zone that's dumb Mm -hmm. um so yeah this game really doesn't you know have that argue like it, people aren't arguing about that they're like right more talking about like balance and you know like how things should be working and it's just it seems to be like a more healthy space for the game mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's been good i even popped in um grim picked it up he's been playing it um i played with him a bit yesterday and uh okay. shockingly was really he was really into it Okay, so he hasn't sold it back already. No, well, he's been using a, a like, what do you call one of those? It's kind of like GameFly, like a rental mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. So he's like not spending a shit ton of money, yeah. and it's um, I I think that really helped him out. But it also, um, like, there's no fear. Like he'll try everything now. So it's like it's even more so than he was before. Mm-hmm. But he's also saving money in the long run. Okay. But yeah, he um like he actually didn't hate it, which surprised me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Um yeah, we had a pretty good little run yesterday and uh, I think the biggest thing is um that uh, something I didn't know about even playing all the way through as far as I have, um scaling. Yeah. So when he jo- when I uh like when he joins my game, um 
or vice versa, it doesn't matter. It scales to the highest person. And Interesting. I was at the highest level, and he was at like level like five. Mm-hmm. And it scaled him up to 29, and we were doing his missions, and they were all level like 29, 30 missions. And he was killing people, where in the last game, if you were a lower level, you just, if you got shot one time, you were dead. And that was game mm-hmm. over. Um, not the case in, uh, yeah, not not the case in this game. It scales really well, and um, like I was getting better gear. I was still progressing at the exact same rate of getting like really good high end gear, while I was teamed with him. So they didn't dumb down my gear, and his game wasn't so difficult. He couldn't do anything. Mm. So it, it's kind of like almost like rare to find something like that. I think. So they did the co-op really well so far. Is what I was <laughs> That's good. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, they had a game that was a relative hit. I think the division did pretty good overall. And they mm-hmm. were like, hey, here's some ways we can fix it. And then they just fucking did that and it's better. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I will say the setting is probably a little weaker than the first one. Um, mm-hmm. Like New York was, I mean, New York's just, that's just a cool idea. New York on Black Friday, like going into Christmas. And shit mm-hmm. goes down and everything's, like, just crazy madness in the streets. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea. But Washington, I kind of look at it and I'm like, huh. You know? It's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's Washington, I guess. Yep. Um, but, yeah. So, that's been good. Uh, aside from that, I haven't really been playing too much except mobile stuff. Um, we kind of put it on uh, games that we've missed. But <laughs> you said Elder Scroll Blades wasn't for you. I've been playing it a bit. Um, I'll take it out of there, actually. I actually like. I I actually like it. Um, I'm not sure how you were playing it. Uh, there, I mean, you can turn the phone sideways, and yeah. like I I I didn't do that for a long time. Oh yeah, I started out sideways. And it, I mean, it felt a little different. Um, so I I don't know, uh, but I will say it is kind of uh, like the controls. Not great either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but graphically, it looks fantastic, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm blown away on how good it looks on a phone. Um, and I do like the like full character creator. I like the like all of the gear. Mm-hmm. Like It feels like, feels like a weaker version of like an Elder Scroll game. And it's yeah. like, that's what it, that's what it should be. Um, but it does have a lot of things that's a little annoying. Like, I keep hearing a lot of people say, like, oh, it's pay to win. And it's, like, I mean, it's it's not really. I haven't paid anything, and I feel like I'm winning pretty pretty well. Like, I, yeah. I, it does have, like, it's, like, loot box thing, I guess, if, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, you get them for free. It's not something you're buying. And mm-hmm. to unlock it, you just, like, click on it and wait. Yeah. So it's like, to me, I'm like, it's not really a big deal, I guess. Um, but if you're willing to wait I, like ten minutes instead of spending, you know, yeah, I mean, five cents or whatever, like the lower the lower box is what five seconds. Okay, it, it's like five <laughs> seconds wait time. And it's That's like, not bad. It's like, why did you even like make a wait time? <laughs> it's my yeah. first question. Yeah. Um, but then the second one was like three hours. And then it went up from there uh, for, like, a silver chest. They dropped the silver chest to an hour. 
and mm. they drop the gold chest. I don't know. That one might be still like six hours, I guess. Um, huh. But I've ran across a pretty wide variety of enemies. There's different tactics to fight them. Mm. Um, like I have a like a fire shield, so anyone who hits my shield takes a little bit of fire damage, and mm-hmm. that pretty much kills um, small spiders and rats immediately. Okay. So that's kind of nice. Um, but then I fought things like a fucking frost troll, and that shit didn't mm-hmm. work out. <laughs> yeah. Got my ass kicked. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really like it. Um, like, I think I'm going to continue to play it until it's, until I'm just kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the best game that I've ever played. Uh, right. But it's a good game that I've played on mobile. And it's like, it's a lot of things all in one. It's that like fighter with like a town builder and yeah, I, I don't know. It's it. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I like I like the idea, and they're already kind of listening um, mm. with the first update, just removing the three hour wait time on the chest all the way down to an hour. That's good. Okay. That's. I mean, that's what. That's probably what they should do. Yeah. Right. My. my uh... My issue with it is, like, this is, I think in a lot of ways, this is a, a big move for mobile games. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, this is the big move that we needed, like, five years ago. Yeah. And, like, it's it's still just, like, the control is just not there. Oh, not um, Yeah. The, like, the thing that I like about Elder Scrolls combat is not, like, hitting a timer to hit my, to, like, max out my wheel or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I like sprinting around like an idiot and, like, uh, you know, running circles around my enemy while swinging as quickly as I can and charging up attacks and <laughs> having a little bit of, um, I don't know, having a little bit of, like... Freedom? Freedom to do things. I Like, tapping to move is automatically, like, if, you, if that is how it works, I don't like that game. <laughs> but I've been having a lot of problems with VR for that reason. Yeah, and that's um, yeah. and the phone control you can like drag and move around, but it just plays like pure shit. Yeah, and that's what I hate. I actually prefer the touch to move over mm-hmm. the like hold to uh, like create the fake fucking joystick on your screen. I've right. always thought that that was garbage. Yep, it and is. it uh, it definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's um, I mean so- it's weird because like this is just. I mean, it, it's just an unplayable version of an, any other Elder Scrolls game, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that it continues to, like, grow a little bit. Mm. I mean, if you ever see them post anything, take a look in the comments to see what people really fucking think about it. <laughs> because yeah. they're just ripping them a new one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a lot of the arguments are, like, Oh, it's it's a cash grab. It's like every game's a cash grab. I don't know what you're like pretty much every like every game that Bethesda's made out has been a cash grab in the past what since 2011? Uh yeah, probably since uh <laughs> Skyrim got successful. Yeah. Since the launch of Skyrim. Like yeah. they're even like capitalizing on Fallout. After right? that, they were like, "Hey, remake Skyrim a thousand times." Yeah. And even yeah. with Fallout like Four. Fallout, uh, yeah, Fallout Four. It was like this is like not a good version of like 
fall. It's not a bad version, but it wasn't. I don't know. They took some mm-hmm. weird turns with that, I think. But that's a story for a different time. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I would say check it out and then let us know what you think. Mm. And uh, uh, we can continue the conversation like on Twitter or or Facebook. We do have a post yeah. on Facebook about it. Cool. Uh, with that, why don't we go ahead and jump into the games releasing? For sure. So, um, not a lot of like crazy big budget, like you know, capstone games of the year coming out or anything, but some good stuff either way. Um, so we're starting out on uh, April 9th. We already have seen the release of the Ace Attorney trilogy on PS4, Xbox, Switch, PC, and probably and everything else that exists. Oh lord. Um, coming from Capcom, of course. I've heard kind of. <clears throat> I've heard kind of like mixed opinion on like whether you should just play through the games with a guide, like play them essentially as like a visual novel just to like mm-hmm. see what all it has to offer. Apparently in the first Ace Attorney game, there's a way to like get screwed and not be able to finish the game. Nice. Okay. Uh, so that's not great. Yeah. But it's cool. It's like part visual novel, part puzzle game, part, um, you know, courtroom drama. That's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I mean, Dick Gumshoe. Your good old Dick Feel Gumshoe. That. Feel yeah. that. He looked like his name was Dick. Mm-hmm. He looks yeah, like I he mean, stepped on gum. This game is never the um, the like Phoenix Wright, like Ace Attorney games. I I've never got their like the big lure to them. Mm-hmm. I guess I never understood why people. It's like like our super Japanese like horniness, right? Is it? I, I mean, so. I feel like this is like something completely different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's I've not I've not gotten into it enough. Like there was a at some point they released a demo on like 3DS on the Nintendo store, the eShop, where you could go download like the first trial of the third Ace Attorney game or something. <laughs> okay. And I like checked that out. It was just it expected me to already know so much that I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. Yeah. But fair enough. Uh, so yeah, that is um, already out. April 9th. Yeah. Yep. Um, next up, we have the game that never changes. Earth Defense <laughs> Force. Uh, this one, we're looking at the fourth trailer. Uh, what it, is it called Iron Rain? Uh, yes, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Okay. This, is a, this is a different studio that actually is making the game as the core team, I believe, is working on Earth Defense Force 5 or 6, maybe. Yeah, this is D3 Publisher um, yeah. out for PS4. Uh, came out on the 11th. Um, it's just the game does not ever change. It's it's like it's the mode PS2 game. and bugs. Yeah. yeah. Like they knew exactly what they were doing when they made the first game and then they just keep making it with new shit and funnier fucking stuff to do. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I like, I don't know. Like as someone that just like I think about different video games a lot and like different ideas and I don't know how someone could continue on as long as they've continued on by using the same idea. Yeah. Without bringing I mean, anything else in. You know, that's definitely like, um, I don't know, like in a way it's one of the most impressive like franchises out there uh-huh. because it's like they just straight up keep doing the same thing and it works. Yeah. Like, 
it, they have their same core group of fans that gets all the games. And you see little things like textures are looking better than before, but at the core of the game, it's the PS2 game still. Right. You know? I mean, the characters are a really big tell. And the textures yeah. are, while they're better... They're if you get up close to them, they still look like pure ass. They're super muddy. Like, yeah. Literally. So... what? Like, I kind of want to look at some gameplay here. Do they have some gameplay in this trailer? Uh, eventually. No. Uh, from what I saw. Okay, yep, it is the exact same game. I We were watching yeah. that video where they were kind of like first person. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't know. It, you know, if, if Earth Defense Force is your thing, you already know, and you already have, like, right. your team ready to roll, pretty much, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, so... Do with that what you will. Damn. Um, I mean, it looks good. I just could never go back to play this anymore. Yeah. You know, okay. It's well, like, now they got me. They took all their clothes off. They just have exoskeletons. <laughs> and running yeah. That's what I'd be doing. Fucking weird. Um, no, these guys I mean, are not going to get sued for stealing anybody's dance moves. I can tell you that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I so, thought I uh, I thought they were saying the games were still coming out on PS3 and 360, but it's, it's probably just, still coming out on PS2. It might be, might be. You'll see it later. Um, and moving right along, Friday the 12th, we do have uh, actually something I was going to talk about. Um, I think a couple podcasts ago, hmm. uh, the Nintendo Labo VR kit. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you're basically just uh, <coughs> strapping some cardboard to your head. So, so mm-hmm. I, what it's was the, the Google cardboard, but for Nintendo. Yeah, what was the? There was another one. What, was it Google that did the cardboard VR? Yeah, yeah. I thought there was another one as well. It's possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea is really simple. VR is done by using like a left and right lens, basically, and they just do that with the switch. Pop the switch into some cardboard. Yeah, but then you have to hold it in front of your face. You do. There's no um, strap. You could tape it to your head. That's oh, hold on. That's you are allowed to do. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you just slide the system in there. So I imagine it can probably slide right out and fall on the floor. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, but they have a lot of like different options for it. Uh, they have like a cannon that sticks off the front of it. They have like a... A binocular they have um i don't know yeah they, they just have a few of them the the blaster is it's really weird because it's like the guns attached to your face damn i mean that's how i if you look at a first person shooter that's technically what kind of physiology we're looking at here yeah it, so it's like they took so, that and they just made it like they're like real. okay yeah. <laughs> I will one-up you on this dumb shit, and I will blow this shit away with even dumber shit. So, I, I don't know. I still think I still think the Labo was yeah. done a bit premature. Yeah, I agree. Or, I, it, I mean, it, it's one or the other. Either it was a little premature, or they should have just had it when... Day one. The Switch came out day one. Like, right. it's weird, because the state that it's in now, and the stuff that we see coming out for it, probably should have been day one. And they would have been able, I think, to get a lot more... Sales, um, sales, sure. and like a bigger fan community around it. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, like what it is is not a lot, and I think they need to 
upgrade and get a lot more. Uh, which, yeah, it's the opposite. It's Well, they should have also done just a better job and delayed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like it's either yeah day one or it should have been like well later. Day one or the, the final thing to come out for the Switch to try to bolster your sales right before you make the new system. Right, right. Yeah. And that, that, that's what I thought when I originally saw it. I was like, look, you should, this should be, this should be, this should be a closer, not an opener. Yeah. Um, but this thing does have quite a lot of, um, like different cardboard attachments. I still think it's weird that you're pointing mm-hmm. just with cardboard. Yeah. Um, well, how but, can that shit possibly survive? Like, do you know how no. much cardboard I destroy in my home on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah. You should see his home. It's just, it looks <laughs> like a, like a cardboard holocaust cage. in here. Yeah. It's, it's just, fucked up, honestly. It's it's wild, um, yeah. but yeah that that uh, that came out on the twelfth, so uh, it looks like they were sticking with their Friday releases, um, and it just adds to the like plethora of stuff that they've already created for the the ToyCon Labo. Right, there's actually a shockingly large amount of like weird shit out there. Yeah. Um, Okay, this one's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, the art it, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like, sculpt and stuff. That's not bad. Um, That's really it, cool, but, like, you're not going to sell a system on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird. <laughs> it's very interesting, though. Yeah. Like, it's a powerful, like, toolkit that has a lot of interesting stuff going on. I just don't think that there's a, a, a normal market for this. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I do think kids are interested in this i do mm. think that 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 you know people do find this like interesting enough um but where i don't like where i start to disagree is like kids are destroying this shit for sure and the parents sure. are already getting bored of trying to buy like what is it like the 12 dollar fucking thing of cardboard yeah and listening to their kids go like oh man this is broke. I need you to fix this. Right. It's like, okay, well, it's mostly comprised of tape at this point, so let's just throw it away. Also, part of my issue is that, again, this is something that bothers me with a lot of companies, is that they're putting all their time and resource development into this, which I don't see going anywhere. Right. This is when I could be getting a new fucking Pokemon Snap. Yeah. You know. Or finally Animal Crossing. Or give me fucking Animal Crossing. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 They're going right, to so, wait until you're sleeping. <coughs> yeah. yeah. The um, the final game coming out. Uh, something that I'm, again, also looking forward to uh, for these two weeks. Tuesday the 16th. Anno 1800 is coming out on... Uh, well, it's an Epic Game Store exclusive. But you can pre-order it on Steam. Still. But and you will the... be able to pre-order it on Steam until it comes out, and then it will be an Epic exclusive after that. Oh, okay. So you can still pre-order it right now on Steam. You can still get it day right. one on Steam. Yes. But after that, you're not going to be able to just go out and buy it. Right. Which is very weird. That's how you get those pre-orders, son. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is like, it's a win-win for Ubisoft, because it's like, hey, you can, if you want it, you can get this game on Steam. You just have to pre-order it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. It's a really interesting era. Um, kind of the... Uh, 
you know, beginning of the Industrial Revolution, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> this is, seems fascinating. Um, really beautiful right. yeah, games. The, the Anno series is a lot more technically like complicated than like Tropico. Yeah. And in fact, the Tropico in the early Anno games were actually made by the same people. And uh, half of them got bought out by Ubisoft to go on to create, you know, the future Anno games. And the other group went off to do uh, work with Calypso in making um, the Tropico games. So it's a really interesting kind of history. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it's kind of the sister game of the other one. I don't know why they always have to put them out in the same year to compete against each other, but it's where we are. Yeah, um, it, it does. It looks good. It looks interesting enough for sure. Yeah. Um, and it just look. I mean, this is one where, like, you look at this one for the looks. Like, these are just gorgeous when they're running. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Tropico, you do it kind of for ease and, you know, a little bit of comedy or whatever. Um, but, yeah, these games are I um, love seeing the way that amazing. the town is built in this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this a lot more than... I like this mm-hmm. look a lot more than Tropico, if I were to be, like, yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But these ones, I I shouldn't even say look. I like, (laughs) I like the way that this game is laid out, and it looks like it plays better Mm -hmm. than I like something like Tropico. Yeah, I don't know about. I mean, it's a lot more complicated. It's a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. There's more strategy involved. Definitely. So I don't know. I mean, could be good or bad. I like the simpler um, city builders just because. Uh, you can like get mad fucked up and have this great awesome city that you're really into and it's doomed. Yeah. So. For sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, and that one uh, is, I guess, the last one uh, for yeah. our little list here. Um, and that one's coming out on the 16th. So, a um, few more days that you can get a pre-order in on that if you'd like to grab yeah. it on Steam so you don't have to wait. Um, I I did want to throw out there uh, the free Game of Thrones stuff that's hanging out on PSN right now. Um, You can go over there, watch a few videos, and you can get, I think it's up to six different avatars, or 16 Mm. different avatars. Um, You can get, like, a lot of different house avatars, and then you can get, like, picture character avatars, your favorite characters, as well, a PS4 dragon theme. Um, yeah, apparently, um, I've heard the there's also a uh, Game of Thrones like uh, not Game of Thrones. Um, there's also a God of War uh, like one year anniversary. Um, pack oh, that went up. Something nice. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so check both of those out. Yeah, definitely. Just little freebies, I guess. Um. So before we jump into our. Uh, our main story, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc. Check out the top news video game stuff that we talk about here over there first. Um, some good stuff, uh, like our friends over uh, at Tiny Tanks. Uh, their game finally came out on Steam. You can go check that out. Um, <coughs> it's a little fun game um, as well. Just keep up with us on the daily. Follow us yeah. on Twitter. See our terrible gift game and, uh, and more. So... Um, we appreciate you guys for following. Why don't we go ahead and jump into uh, weekly news? Yeah, so um, this is relatively dated at this point, but we'll jump into some of the uh, BAFTA, uh, British Academy of Film and Television Arts Awards for uh, video games. Um, 
unlike in the U.S., they've actually tried to kind of quickly, um, I don't know, they tried to come around to, um, you know, including video games and stuff into a traditionally non-video game thing, just because mm-hmm. it's they consider it to be in the same field. So um, I guess we'll just run down uh, the list here. Uh, the best, and uh, I guess this is in 2019, but it was for 2018. Um, artistic achievement, Return of the Oberdin. So that's not surprising. No. Um, audio achievement, God of War. Best game, God of War. That's awesome. Uh, best British game, uh, Forza Horizon 4. Best debut game, Yoku's Island Express. I've heard some really good stuff about that. Interesting. Um, best evolving game, Fortnite. Family game, Nintendo Labo. That's a bit of a swish. Yeah. <laughs> um, game Beyond Entertainment. My Child Lebensborn. I haven't even heard of that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to look into that real quick. More like lesbians born, am I right? Uh, game Design, Return of the Oberdin. Not surprising. Game Innovation. That's where Nintendo Labo should win, and they, they got that. Um, best Mobile Game, Florence. That was good. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer, A Way Out. That's really interesting. I really wanted to play that, and I never got around to it. Yeah. Um uh where was i way out music god of war narrative god of war uh original property so i guess new um idea and everything uh into the breach that's definitely um jeremy davies i wonder um let me see what this guy was in um let's look it up was the best performer and then uh the mobile game of the year voted for on public old school runescape isn't that funny that is interesting, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jeremy Davies was that dude from uh, Lost, the kind of slimy-looking little nerd scientist guy. And let's uh, see what he played. Uh, he played Balder in God of War. Okay, yeah, he did great. Okay, Balder was real good in God of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traverse City, Michigan. <coughs> interesting. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's been in a few things, uh, you know. Like you said, lost, justified, uh, shaving Ryan's privates. Um, mm, great show. Yeah. Uh, what else has he got? He was in Twister. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really lo- like I'm, I'm really looking <laughs> looking to see what we got here now. He was in two episodes of The Wonder Years in 92. Nice. He was Jesus Prime in American Gods. Jesus Prime? Is that like Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime really was the first Jesus Prime, if we're being real. (laughs) Weird. Am I right? Dog? Am I right? All right, let's get into some sexual harassment. Hell yeah, sexual finally. Harassment. And, uh, <coughs> so there's been right. some... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, nothing like... Uh, nothing like insanely wild, I guess, for like American business. <laughs> um, this is, a, and, uh, this is Basically, at the end of March, uh, there was an email chain going around Microsoft internally... Um, in various departments, including Xbox, uh, the email chain allowed women within the company to share stories of various cases of sexual harassment and inequality. Um, 
one woman stated that she had been told to sit on someone's lap in front of human resources. So apparently human resources is not super useful at this company. Yeah. Um, another woman in a technical role said her only responsibilities were booking meeting rooms, making dinner arrangements and taking notes. Um, emails mentioned lewd comments, unequal pay and more. Um, the repeated themes of reports having been made to HR, but mostly ignored. I would say that they fucking witnessed it. And if they didn't do anything about that one, then they're probably not going to help ever. Um, so yeah, this is kind of interesting. I mean, the, there's a whole lot of information you can find. I know some people like there were people that worked for like riot. Uh, there was a, a woman that's kind of a higher up at riot, uh, that makes league of legends that was talking about some of her own stories when she had worked at, um, Microsoft, you know, the, the, the Microsoft in the games division, mm-hmm. um, lot of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff that's like, it's not like people are like being like attacked or something, but, um, it's definitely not good. And it's, you know, shit that we kind of have to just get, figure out and like get past it, you know? Yeah. It's disappointing that this kind of shit ever even happens in the first place, especially like at work. I do yeah. think it's interesting, like, <laughs> that in response, they're like, we are appalled and sad to hear about these experiences. It's well, like, then just fucking then stop, stop them. Like, it's really not that it. difficult. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you have somebody at your company that is sexist, that's not a problem. When your company has sexist policies, that's a problem. When... If one guy says a weird comment to a woman that works with him, but you really can't do anything about it. I mean, you can punish that guy or whatever, but yeah, like things can. like that are just going to happen. Yeah. But when the company culture is, well, let's not do anything about this, that's where you start getting into major problems. You know? I mean, it is weird. Like, some people could think, like, I don't know. It, it could be kind of subjective, like, where the person that's saying it could be like, oh, I really didn't think too much of the yeah. like stupid off comment that I said. Right. And then the other person's like, I can't believe he said that. It's like like I get that if it happens, but like if it happens a bunch. If it happens problem. a bunch and then like you go report it and then it's like that person's boss or like HR is like, eh, I'm just gonna sit on this report. I'm not gonna do anything about this. Like that's a problem, you know? It's right. like um, you know, where I work, like uh I don't know if I, I never know if I've like already doxed myself beyond like recovery, if I should continue digging in, you know what I mean? But like, you know, it's high stress sort of, it's like high importance. Like if you fuck something up that you can potentially be putting people's lives in danger and you know, it, there's really, I mean the amount of levels that you have to fuck up to be like fired or disciplined with like docked pay or something like that. You would, I mean, I've never heard of it. You would have to fuck up so massively that like you would have to directly lead to people dying to get punished like this. You know what I mean? Um, and something that like somebody told you to fix and you didn't fix it or you lied about fixing it or something. And it, like, uh, like I said, we don't have an example of that. Like there has not been a person that I can think of fired for like major disciplinary problems because they just, they cut it off before it gets there because this is an industry where we can't fuck around with that kind of shit. Right. So, you know, there's, I mean, it, you know, ultimately I think for most people, even if it is like, you know, even if it is like, Hey, I'm a big strong man and I hate women and I'm going to bully you or whatever. 
like I, I would say that typically that is not what's happening when we're talking about sexual harassment. But even if it is that, it's as simple as saying like, look, dude, you just can't say that. Like, yeah. you know, I have friends of different ethnicities that I can joke about stereotypes around their ethnicity. That's okay. And I have some friends that I can't joke about ethnicity with them. And that's okay. You know? Right. Um, I have white friends that get offended if I start talking about white trash and rednecks and shit. Which, I, it's a little dramatic. No, but it's like, I just don't. Like, you know, if you just get corrected and you fucking move on. It's really not that big of a deal. Right. But, you know, their HR clearly did not give a shit. I, I, I mean, the seems like one of the problems was that the people weren't corrected. Like, nobody ever came and slapped them on the wrist. Because realistically, if you slap a normal person on the wrist three or four times, they're never going to do it again. You know? <clears throat> and it's, you know... This made it all the way up to senior management. And they do say shit like this. Like, um, you know, their their chief people officer was talking about how saddening it is to hear about this or whatever. If you haven't already heard about this, you're not doing your job. So, like, like I know beef about people. I, I've heard different HR issues that have happened to other people in the past. And I don't fucking work in HR. You know, mm-hmm. so it, I mean, it's really not that hard. Like the, all this shit is known. It's just whether or not you do something about it. You know. Word. All right. So there's my uh, there's my um, high horse Dude. for the day. Well, so I have a couple more probably. <laughs> there's a couple more in there. Let's be real. All right. So moving right along, Assassin's Creed <coughs> Vikings. So apparently uh, this is a new. report and not a rumor, yeah. Really? It's a report? I, I guess this is all but confirmed. Uh, Ubisoft has not said no. Okay, then it's a rumor. <laughs> if they haven't said yes, I, I think it's a rumor. Well, um, I mean, if, we'll if they see. if they look at it and they go, huh. I mean, sure. Uh, you, know, you know, those probably come out true. I, mm. I personally like to get the actual confirmation. But uh, let me see where this came from. I'm digging into the source on source on source. You know what I'm saying? It looks like Kotaku uh, talked about um, it. So there was a tease in something. Ubisoft declined to comment. Uh, go on. Uh, but yeah, it's um, you know it. I mean, maybe it is some surprise, but. Uh, like Vikings are pretty big right now, especially coming hot off the heels of like something like God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could, I think, benefit a lot from setting something in that like Norse uh, yeah. like, realm, and it would be cool. It would be really cool. Like the new <laughs> one, the, the new one really didn't do it for me, and the one mm-hmm. before that, even though I bought it, it honestly didn't really do it for me. Uh, so you mean Origins being the one before that, and Odyssey being the most recent one, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Odyssey, like, uh, well, I, actually, this is true of Origins it, and Odyssey. I like, like I what really they did. liked. Yeah, I really like checking it out, and then I lose interest after about ten hours. Yeah, maybe less. Like, I, I played it pretty, pretty far. I don't know. I played it probably about halfway. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. There's just not enough there, in my opinion. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, I think it's oh, for me. A lot of it is. I'm sitting here going. Wait, what am I doing? I've played this game before. Like Exactly, exactly. And so so I just end up trying to find something that's different. Or 
like more enjoyable. I mean, I've climbed these buildings before to look around, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's not for me. Um, so I would really like to see them take a different role. Like, as cool as like boats are and stuff like that, I would be fine to never ever see those again. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's it's not that they're bad; they're just not for me. And it back on three when we got to like get on a boat for the first time and even going into four that was really cool and it was fun um but it's exhausting it's exhausting to like to spend 900 hours in a game yeah helm the boat get off the boat and like basically (laughs) fucking park the boat jump onto an aisle like an island that's super fucking tiny to look for something i mean it's super tiny but it's still super detailed yeah and then yeah. swim back to your boat. And, yep. like, look, I've already wasted, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. It's like I found one small dumb thing that in yep. any other game you would just pick up quickly <laughs> while running around the world. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong about that. Like, Assassin's Creed, like, seems to hit every two or three games for me. Uh-huh. Um, like, I really liked... Let's see, if I go back in the series, I never finished one, and I never will. Um, I really liked two... I really liked Revelations. I really liked uh, Black Flag, which was four, right? Right. Um, and I really liked Syndicate. Nice. Yeah, my and list... And then I have not liked any of the newer ones, really. I mean, my... I like them, but I just don't get into them. My list was a little different. I really liked one. Uh, didn't really like two or mm. any of the following games. Yeah, there were. it was really two had three games. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I did like three. I hate The beginning was real bad. But after I played it a bit, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then, like, four. Uh, what else did we have in there? I didn't, like... Of course... Uh, Unity. I didn't play Unity. But I did, like, I did like Syndicate. <coughs> yeah, Syndicate was really good. S- Syndicate was good. The characters really made Syndicate, yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, Evie and Jacob. The setting was really smart, too, I think. Yeah. Because it mean, was a big change. I said it before, but Evie and Jacob were probably some of my favorite Assassin's mm. Creed characters. For sure. Yeah. Um, but Norse could be really, really cool. Uh, you know, aside from, you know, we're definitely looking at more boat play mm-hmm. in a Norse game. Um, so Ubisoft has said that they still have some AAA games left to unveil and release this year. Um, but they yeah. haven't said anything about it. Um, of course... We, I know we've been talking about it for a while, and as well, we've heard more about it. Watch Dogs Three, set, uh, Watch Dogs Three, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, people are thinking that we're going to see Watch Dogs Three for this holiday, and then uh, Assassin's Creed Viking for 2020 holiday. I'd be so stoked for Watch Dogs Three. That'd be Hell great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have E3 coming up. We're going to be looking at that on June 10th. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get more news about this soon. All right, let's get into uh, the fucking meat of this the show right now. Hell yeah, get that meat out. Get um, okay. You you go ahead and talk about it, and I'm gonna get the meat out. <laughs> All right, so um, we're looking at Star Wars Celebration 2019. Um, they have a lot. I mean, a fucking lot to unveil. Oh yeah. Um, so not only did we get the title of the new Star Wars movie, but we got a teaser. I don't know. Uh, is, a two, yeah. is a two minute trailer a teaser? 
I think it's just the trailer. Well, how long is the movie going to be? It's 25 minutes. It's it's going to be 19 <laughs> hours long, so yeah. It's <laughs> I can only hope they make a three-hour movie. You know these deleted scenes are amazing. I, I can't just, believe that more companies don't do the extended edition thing because fucking Lord of the Rings made so much money on like double selling every DVD to people. Yeah. So um, you like with the with the the, the new movie um, Rise of the Skywalker, it opens with uh, with Ray looking fantastic. By the way, hell like, yes, I love the I love the costume redesign great. in every movie. Yeah, uh, and she's it's a very sandy world. And yep. you see her with the saber on her hip. She pulls Luke's a, saber. Uh, yeah, Luke's saber. Um, there's a... Uh, what is that, technically? Like a custom tie-in yeah, like Yeah, like a custom... Yeah. yeah. And it's coming... You can see it screaming across the, the sands. Mm-hmm. She turns her back to it and draws the... Um, draws Luke's saber. Mm-hmm. And... As it gets ready to hit her, she like backflips, and you know she cuts that bitch in half. Oh yeah, she's gonna like cut a wing off or something. Oh, it's gonna be so badass. Yeah. Uh, but then you see like Kylo gutting people with his uh, his side vent. Saber, yeah. yeah, his hilt saber. Um, you see Lando. You see pretty much everybody, uh, even uh, like Princess Leia, Leia yep. like uh, hugging Ray. It's really good. And then they cap it off. I'll let you go ahead and take that because that's. Yeah, so they cap it off uh, basically toward the end. Um, you're kind of hearing some voiceover throughout the whole thing, and you hear uh, Luke's voice say, "What? Where people are never really gone?" Or let me look—I have an exact quote of it. Um, yeah. Uh, shit, it's a picture. But, it's it's the quote over a picture of Jar Jar. That's what I'm looking for. You're getting um, no one is ever really gone, and it kind of it shows the whole crew together basically, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes to a black screen, and you hear. Emperor Palpatine's evil laughter. Yeah. And you see the down Death Star as well. Yeah. Well, what is this? Death Star 2 probably? Yeah, probably 2. So, the but Death that's Star 2. Still, that's still something to fucking hold. <coughs> like, it's the perfect... I, I well, love it was the bigger, way right? They, I love the way that they just set it up. You Like, you, you can see the, like, the inset of the Death mm. Star. And that, yeah, that... Yeah, the lens or, like, so the, focus, the focusing dent that it shoots the laser out of basically yeah yeah it's um i mean i don't know it's it's one of those things where like you can't not be excited to see a star wars trailer like i mean these people are so good at uh the marketing the advertising of it like it's Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna play that that laughter just because i i want it to be heard and I mean, we know for sure, like who it is, because the fucking actor walked out on stage when they presented it. Yeah, and he was like, "Play that shit again." All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's really interesting. Like, it kind of this movie is really responding to criticism of the Last Jedi. Yeah, which. I mean, obviously, this is from a two-minute trailer that really only has a minute and a half of footage, right? Yeah, I mean, a um, lot of it is, like... Her standing in one spot. Black screen. Black yeah, screen her laugh. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're really getting, like, maybe four quick things of information. Right. Like... We're, we're very little new info. I mean, like, okay, Kylo Ren stabbing somebody. That's yeah. not 
useful information in any way. Um, the whole like scene of the tie interceptor coming towards her, which appears to take maybe 25, 30 seconds, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, in, in that, we're, we're getting very like... little, but what little that we have gotten really is like, you know, it, it's, um, Hey, we rebuilt Kylo's helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, we rebuilt Luke's sky, uh, Luke's, uh, lightsaber. Hey, we, um, you know, here's that Death Star. Remember that shit? Hey, remember nostalgia? Like, yeah. I just wish that there is one one part. It's right after right after the fight, and the, <laughs> there's a um. Let me see. Kind of a what cool city. That is. Yeah. Wow. So it's actually a minute of her in the desert. Is that the Millennium Falcon that's flying into that city? No, no, that's something else. Yeah. It kind of looks like one of those dual pod things that were on the the cloud city yeah every time i pause it it's like kind of fuzzy so yeah. it's just trying to figure it out but yeah it's coming into some pretty neat maybe like city. a mountain city it looks like it almost looks like it's underwater but it's not just kind of so who's and fucked did, did i miss something who's this new little robot uh bb8 has a friend yeah, it's BB-8's bro. BB-9. <laughs> it's like a little... It almost looks like a camera on a single wheel. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the... It reminds me of the little things from Wally that clean up everything. They're yeah, like a little of. dustpan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just out cool. here to sell toys, you know? But uh, I, I wish, like, The Last Jedi, I think... Um, and obviously, like I said, we don't know where this is going. We don't know what it's trying to do or whatever. But... Something that I really liked about The Last Jedi was that um, the, the idea that, like, heroes aren't born, they're made. Mm-hmm. Like, the these little kids, like anybody, you know, we see, especially the final shot that just, like, it sealed love for the movie of The Last Jedi and me automatically. Like, it, certainly the movie has issues or whatever. I mean, it's a fucking Star Wars movie. It's not perfect. But, um, but th- I mean, I, I will always love that final scene of the little kid walks out into the barn looks up into the sky he's just a nobody he's a slave yeah and he holds his hand out and the fucking broom flies into his hand and he pretends it's a sword like that is so massive and like that idea that's like you know uh, a little fucking stable hand could be the next jedi that has to like finish things you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he could he could be the one that saves people's lives and that could be anyone i mean poe is shown as kind of a cocky idiot that he he just is high on his own shit and yeah. like um you know finn is like well you know i don't trust that anybody else is going to be able to do this i have to be the MacGuffin. i have to be the one that goes and gets this thing to win and it mm-hmm. like basically dooms him <laughs> um you know, we have to go find this one particular guy, and then they don't find that guy. They have to find somebody else, the next best thing. Yeah. And like, I really like that idea. And it seems like what they're going to do instead is say, oh, actually, Ray really was Luke's daughter. He just didn't want to tell her. And Emperor Palpatine is still alive, and he uh, has a new servant, and it's Kylo, and he was controlling Snoke the whole time. Like, I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so weak. It's like, you know, a big criticism of these movies is that uh, the original trilogy happened, and then the prequel trilogy was a, a retelling of the original trilogy. 
but in the reverse direction where instead of somebody becoming good, they were becoming evil, right? Right. right. And then The Force Awakens was, hey, what if we did New Hope again with Phantom Menace again? And then, you know, they, the second movie broke that tradition. Ryan Johnson is still working on another trilogy or something. Um, yeah. But it, it's... And it really raises, like, insane levels of questions on when Last Jedi originally came out and people were complaining that he had ruined J.J. Uh, Abrams' vision or whatever. Like, could it actually be true that Disney chooses a director and then the director completely comes up with the story on their own with no fucking oversight? Because for them to retcon it implies that the director just does whatever the fuck they want and Disney just has to eat it. Yeah. That's totally fucking weird to me. Like, <clears throat> it implies that they did not have an arc planned. Right. How, the biggest entertainment company in the fucking world just was like, hey, what would you do? And it's like, um, I would do a thing with like... I'm calling bubble tits. You know, I would do a thing with like poor kids and like a casino planet. And they're like, okay, here's, you know, four million, four hundred million dollars or whatever. Like, yeah. I just, I can't conceive of how these movies must be made. Because... I mean, that was my original argument when The Last Jedi came out. I was like, it's not like this dude just came in and threw somebody else's idea away and did his own thing. He had to be approved by so many levels, right? Mm-hmm. But possibly not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is implying that that's not true. This is implying that he literally did just walk in and change shit. I, I don't understand how that can be true. It's very weird. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm still... I'm still pretty excited for this I mean, but yeah i'm excited i mean i want to see like it has to fail me live i it, it cannot turn me off before i go see it you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm, I'm seeing this bitch in theaters that's oh, all yeah. i know yeah for sure <laughs> um so of course it just said december do we have an exact date on that um it says Christmas, so the last one, uh, Last Jedi, came out December fifteenth. I would look for a similar yeah. time frame. Cool. Um, so we'll get back to video games. Um, yeah. So not only was there that, but there was also finally talk of Star Wars Jedi yes. Fallen Order. Um, I'm really excited about this. So they've talked. <laughs> A few things about it. Mainly, they're just like, here's the trailer. Um, but what we do know is single-player game, no microtransactions. Um, the, the the game is set in, uh, it says, uh, dark time shortly after Emperor Palpatine's uh, initiated Order 66. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of have the setting. We know like what to expect with the game that we're getting but we still don't know like is it going to be a like third person like what what is it going to be close to Um, i mean i i almost get like a force unleashed vibe uh uh-huh exactly so we'll go ahead and watch (laughs) the video um the video mainly consists of someone just trying to keep their head down uh Hmm. it, it and i mean yeah correct me if i'm wrong it looks like like the character that they're focused on is he's noticing things that are happening but he's Mm. not like he's not going out of his way to like stop anything at first 
Yeah, a lot of the audio is like him kind of talking, like mumbling to himself basically in his head. That's like, no, I have to say it. No, don't do anything. Yeah. Sometimes things are just unfair. There's nothing I can do about that. Don't uh, draw no, attention. Don't, don't draw attention. Just lay low. Um, basically, the the story is that he is he was a Padawan at the time that execute uh, the the clones were told to execute Order sixty six, mm-hmm. and he was able to survive. Um, so he kind of seems to almost have like a little group that he's hanging out with, but he's like a, a scavenger. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's like a like like a salvager, um, yeah. and then shit goes kind of awry when. Um, <coughs> it looks like they're cutting off chunks of a uh, yeah, they're like dismantling like a, destroyer. A, a republic. Um, what were the republic destroyers called? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Basically, yeah. like the ship that gets crashed in the beginning of uh, episode three. And, um, and and so as they're cutting off the top of it, it kind of like shifts. Shit starts to really go south when um, him and one of his other like coworkers like roll off the side of it basically and i can't mm. tell if he does this or if this is something uh like that just naturally happens but as it shifts um you see these like things these like little wires it was like he mm. gets caught up in it is like a real quick it might have been an accident that he gets caught in the yeah uh, in the wires um, but you know, but, Jedi always do seem to have nice things happen to them. What is he falling into? Uh, looks like maybe the mouth of a uh, what's what does Boba Fett get eaten by? Pit beast or whatever. Yeah, like a what is it called? Like a sarlacc uh, or something like that. Sarlacc. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why would you disassemble something with no fucking safety harnesses in front of a sarlacc pit? Yeah. But as his coworkers falling, your your hero character reaches out. And tries to grab, um, and it's kind of implied that like maybe there's maybe. the force there, yeah. and, maybe and he's like he there's them. literally an imperial spy bot like picking his nose as he's doing it. Yeah. Now this is where the game it, it loses me a little bit, just because we've been watching stuff up to this point. It's all like cinematic. It's like very clearly not in-game cinematic, and then it does a small break after he reaches his hand out to a black screen. Shows one more, like, quick two-second screen. Um, and then says, like, the Jedi have fallen. And then it shows what looks like in, like closer to in-game cinematic. Yeah. And it, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look as good as I was hoping mm. to look. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do yeah. with the fact that we have got all of these really big titles to... Like they've been announced, we've seen like trailers and uh, and all that. Like the the game from what was it, uh, EA Motive, mm-hmm. and we had like Star Wars thirteen thirteen. We had the Darth Maul game. Like we all we like there was a theme of like super high fidelity, like almost realistic graphic on a lot mm-hmm. of these games, and yeah. then this goes. Like kind of far in the other direction, I think. It's it, it seems like uh, maybe it's just me, but I, I'm very. Um, it's very clear to me that I'm looking at a video game. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like an animation. 
it feels like a video game. And mm-hmm. it I guess it's not bad, but I just expected I expected something a little bit more. Hmm. It's just me though. Um But obviously the character kind of uh you know, changes his tune, he ends up uh he ends up fighting back. You actually see him use the force to stop a, mm-hmm. a propeller. From well, it was not a propeller, but it's like a big like industrial fan. Yeah. Uh, and then he has a uh, lightsaber as well that is very blue. They're very blue. Has an interesting hilt too. Like, uh, I'm gonna try to cut to that. Yeah, it's got it's like really long. Yeah, it's got like really long blade guards, sort of. Actually, it looks like it might have been two. It might have been a dual ended. Oh, and it's just half of its left. And it got cut in half. Yeah. Yeah, kind of does look like that. Um, the bottom is really, like, chunky looking. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, that'd be a little bit of... Hmm. I never really thought of how that would work. Yeah. Like, what's in between. Um, but it's pretty <laughs> interesting that we've got... That we got this. We got this with no... Basically, like, no art. We've just had the name since, what, last E3? Yeah. Um, and, and not, still no gameplay footage. And and not not only that, but they're they're also like, oh, and it's coming out November fifteenth. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that's like, pretty quick. That's very quick. Um, well, we knew we knew that this had to come out by the end of this year. Like there was no debate. Like they were like, this is coming out before the end of twenty nineteen. It's just it's happening. I don't care what the fuck state it's in. It, that's when it's coming out. So. I guess let's talk about let's talk about the like the end game. I guess the the end goal. What uh, I mean, what happens? What do you think? Do you think this has <coughs> has the capacity to be successful coming out this fast? Um, yeah, I mean, like um, this is coming from Respawn. They're extremely good at what they do, which is wall running, and he has wall running in this game, so that's already ready to go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think they're capable of making a really good game. If this is, like, a really small scope... I mean, they've said this is single-player only. I mean, it's one of those things where we have to see it to believe it, just because it's EA. But they've said, hey, it's single-player only, no microtransactions. I imagine they'll support it with DLC. Uh That's that's been the typical way to do it. Um, Maybe that's going to have an interesting combat style or something. Um, and this is this has been made in Unreal Engine, so it's kind of interesting because they say rendered in Unreal Engine, not actual gameplay footage. So maybe they're saying, "Hey, we made all of this trailer footage in Unreal, but we're using Frostbite for the game." Yeah, that's not really stated. Yeah, yeah, we have no idea about that. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna look into it real quick. So, but um, it, it's it's. I mean, if they were able to do it in Unreal and not in Frostbite, which, let me look... I mean, they need to do stuff like that. They need to... Uh, so, Titanfall was made game. in the Source engine. That's weird as fuck. The... Well, what about Titanfall 2? Uh, that's, sorry, that's what I meant. Titanfall 2. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that's really odd. So, <laughs> that would cut a ton of time... To not have to deal with the fucking frostbite engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's possible. So, like, 
me like just me personally thinking about it um and thinking about respawn and mm. of course them working with ea which ea has no credit in my book at all like yeah. well uh, ea owns them yeah so we, we we know what ea will do with a game mm. when like things aren't going their way when they see things that just don't really yeah they just straight up throw them. a bitch in the trash yeah and and like I, I don't have a fear of them throwing this in the trash um but i i, I just I, I fear kind of more uh them dictating what respawn's mm. doing and respawn as like a team in general have mm. i mean what what have what have they done they've done titanfall. titanfall and apex yeah that's it well hold on so actually this they've had a lot longer on this project than i thought so um stig amundsen uh sorry stig asmussen who um has previously worked on uh, god of war mm-hmm. um he joined respawn in 2014 as their second unit game director okay. and they said what he's been working on is the star wars game so they've actually been working on this for five years but how do they how do they handle their development cycle? I mean, do they work on something for well? They said there's a just two years where it's just, they just have two dev teams. So I don't I, I would imagine it was in pre production for four of those years. Right, and and that's but, uh, that's my fear. So it's like so they work on it like yeah. maybe a year and a half, two years, yeah. like in total. Um, but yeah, I mean that's my fear. They have. They have this game that Titanfall. I mean, in my book, Titanfall wasn't successful. Mm. Um, like I, I've never looked up the numbers for Titanfall. I've never seen what it. Titanfall to... underperformed for what they were expecting. Right. Titanfall two did. And so, so we have that 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 knowledge. But then Apex comes out and crushes it. But they crush it because they have. They're taking advantage of a lot of things. They're, mm-hmm. They they knew what they were doing marketing-wise going in. They right. it was Nobody gave a shit about the game coming out. Mm. They, they've been dropping hints that this game was coming out for like a year and a half. And yeah. nobody paid attention to it. Actually, a full map was pushed out. Apex Legends' full map was pushed out like a year before the game was even out. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... I. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that they can they can take any of that credit for Apex and put it on something like this. Because oh no, I mean this would have to be it's completely different. This it is would closer. have to be uh, an Apex clone to get that advantage, right? So which I god awfully hope it's not. That, like they're looking more at like what they would have done with Titanfall. This would have been a normal like Titanfall cycle mm. of game, not like an Apex cycle again so yeah i I don't know it it could go either way um like personally i didn't really care for the uh force unleashed games or like the force awakens or whichever there's two of them right force unleashed and force unleashed 2 oh yeah force unleashed um like i i remember when they came out and it looked okay but it you know that game really wasn't for me and i do get a little Mm. bit of a vibe of that game like looking at this Uh, yeah i definitely do so i can't tell if i'm excited for it Mm. 
man, these guys really want me to watch this uh, Jablinski Games thing, don't they? <laughs> They've been trying. Like every every video we pulled up, they're like, "Hey, you want to watch Jack Black do dumb <laughs> shit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." I, I mean, fucking kind of. <laughs> but but yeah, I I can't. I, I don't know. I can't tell either way. Uh, it it looks. Um, it looks okay. It looks different than what I expected. Maybe I'm mm. being a little too harsh on it. Um, but like when he's sitting in that neon bar, that looks mm. great. It looks really cool. I like everything. There's a lot going on around him. He's yeah. like looking out for himself a little bit. Um, I don't even know. Like obviously that guy that falls during the trailer, he's talking to him right here. Yep. So, so he's going to be like his bro early on. It's, but, it's his supervisor. That's why he didn't save him. Yeah. He was like, damn, I really needed that one Wednesday off. Sorry, right. boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get three paid days off? No. No? Well, fuck you. Well, then you can't get fucking one paid day alive, bitch. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was I, a lot. Yeah. A lot up in the air. I was super into the um, Force Unleashed games. I still have them. Oh, wow. Uh, I have them like backwards compatible on uh, 360 Xbox One. So, um, you know, if... I mean, those games definitely had a lot of issues. Like, story-wise, might as well not exist. Um, you know, like, 70% of the gameplay was really good, and then they would just include this dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you could make a really good one of those... I mean, this almost gives me the vibe. This They're describing it as an action-adventure game. So I wonder if this is like, hey, we had a lot smaller, tighter focused version of what was going to be that fucking Indiana Jones style Uncharted Star mm-hmm. Wars game. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wonder if maybe they just they had a framework working and the other studio, you know, motive was like, yo, here's what we had. And they just like fucking slapped it on and let's get this bitch out the door. Like possible. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, like. You know, if you have a really good story uh-huh. and then a really good gameplay tool, and they're not necessarily related, you can put those two together and make a good game, probably. I mean, we can look at like things like um, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, probably one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fucking combat—the thing you're doing ninety percent of the time—is pure shit. Like, it's got some strategy. You can do some planning or whatever, but in general, the combat's ass. Mm-hmm. But like that's totally fine because that's not what the game's about, you know. Um, and and combat in Tetris, in that game... the story sucks in Tetris. <laughs> Sorry to say it. I know I'm gonna really piss some fans off. Yeah, like well, it doesn't. You don't. The story <coughs> pushes. Yeah, up those fucking the Soviets really, you know, could have done better there. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Um, again, this is something where like I'll give Star Wars a lot of leeway. Um, Thank you for that uh, image. <laughs> no and problem, I-, I will give Star Wars a lot of leeway when it comes to shit like this. And like, I'll just, just basically, if it's true that this is a zero microtransaction, single player only. Um, I mean, the company is also working on a VR project. So I can see that being a way to try to f- expand um, money on this by making people also go buy a $20 VR experience. That's smart. For assets they already have and they've already made, mm-hmm. you know, that's very smart. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm gonna support this game when it comes out. Now, again, 
It's available for pre-order right now. And I'm a fucking bitch for pre-orders. I will go pre-order. I've, I had fucking Final Fantasy twelve pre-ordered for nine years. Like, <laughs> I will pre-order a fucking picture of my own ass getting split in half. Like, But I would not pre-order this yet because nothing exists yet as far as we know. We have not seen a single fucking second of gameplay. You know? Nothing. Yeah. And even this, the fact that it's in Unreal... And the fact that they're kind of cagey about what it's built on, and the fact that they have—they won't show a single fucking piece of in-game art, like a character walking down a fucking path that looks good. They're not showing anything. Yeah, so that's a it, little cagey. It is weird, but like the whole thing <coughs> is uh, is like cutscene, and then there's yeah. this one spot where he's running when he's running jumping. on the when he does the wall Whoa. run. Um, you know that that is going to be in the game because that's what they fucking do at the studio. They made, um, you know, player movement really interesting. And that was basically the point of Titanfall. Right? Just the way it, the way everything looks, it looks like that one's definitely an in It looks a cut, lot closer like to being in game. game cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the colors are, like, the saturation's just a little different than it everything is. else we've seen. The, car- the uh, Stormtrooper models and, like, where they're placed looks different in that scene. Yeah. than we see in the rest of the game. So uh, yeah. that's probably the closest that we're getting to gameplay footage. But they say right in the end of the fucking trailer, this is no gameplay footage was shown. This was all engine footage. Yeah. So, so you know, I need to see a lot, lot, lot more. Yep. Stay tuned. June 10th. And then I'll ultimately buy the Deluxe Edition when it comes out. And then I'll really like it for three hours and then I'll hate it. So Yeah. Then I'll sell it to Grim. Sell it to Grim. Grim will buy it. <laughs> so um, another thing that this is this was kind of a little extra little bonus from uh um star wars celebration um the uh basically the voice actress and the you know body model and everything for um the main protagonist of the single player campaign in star wars battlefront 2 mm-hmm. uh, what was that adrian verso or something like that um the actress uh janina gavankar that's a tough one um, yep. She also played the character Tatai in the Frozen Wilds DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And she has said, she said to a fan, just wait until you see the sequel. You're going to die. I know some secrets. You're just going to die. Yeah. So kind of odd phrasing there, but uh, apparently that was on Twitch and everything of her saying that. And then they went and like cut it out because fucking Sony was like, guys, really? <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so we think that we're probably we're probably going to hear about a Horizon Zero Dawn two, Horizon two Dawn. Yeah. Um, probably coming out in 2020, and people are thinking it the could possibly Dawn. be a PlayStation Five launch title. I hope not. Um, I mean, how how much longer do you think do you think we'll hear anything about new hardware this E3? I've got fucking hope not. I I mean. It's the right amount of time, probably. It is. Um, but I would hope that the console generations last a little longer, especially considering the One and the PS4 Pro just came out, like, fucking two years ago. Yeah. Um, you would expect but, them to have at least three years well, we're probably before we start um, hearing about it. Yeah, we're probably going to hear about, like... Remember at first, um, the first whisperings of the xbox 720 and the ps4 were like it was stuff that just did not turn out to be correct in any way of course um that controller that, like i could see hearing about that 
yeah. nowadays, like around this time, maybe this E3. Um, just the stuff that's not going to happen, but it's just kind of a pitch that they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if your box was always online and it didn't allow you to play multiplayer games? And people were like, no. I wonder and who, like, oh shit. I wonder who creates that stuff. I wonder if it's really people who are who have no idea or if it's really the company like, well. Yeah, that's a good question. Were they, was was Microsoft ever actually pursuing that or did they just pitch it to see how it landed and it exactly. went like a fucking sour grape? That's That's an interesting question. Sour grapes. You'd have to ask uh, Adam Orth. According to him, that's what they were really doing, you know? Yeah. Well. <coughs> R.I.P. Never forgotten. Never. Um, so Who? We, uh, exactly. Um, so we also... Like this. Nope, nope. This whole thing just bombed out on me really quick. Um, uh, Paste is very, it? like, Paste? notoriously shit magazine. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like uh, they have a shit website, too. Well, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, that. Digital website, a magazine. I don't uh, think they have a physical magazine anymore. Yeah, they shouldn't. Um, Game Informer. So they, uh, so so Disney also <laughs> talked about their streaming service, Disney Plus, which I believe we knew that name, um, but yeah. they talked a bit more about it. Um, yep, it just fully bombed out. The whole <laughs> the whole page just crashed. R.I.P. Baby. Uh, but. Yeah, they, they talked a little bit about the service, um, saying that it will cost six ninety nine a month, two dollars mm. cheaper than Netflix, which is decent. You're gonna get a lot less than Netflix. But oh, yeah. everybody's gonna have to have this, especially people with children. Well, more importantly, like, um, basically they are their entire like marketing push behind this is like, Hey, you know that one Disney show? Well, like you know it's we have every disney movie every disney show they're claiming that they're gonna have their whole vault going back like 300 years yeah like um you know disney i mean we can we can see a screenshot here from the ceo basically yeah core disney pixar marvel star wars they own national geographic apparently natty they own now um they own fox so everything that Fox has ever made could potentially be on there. Yep. They own ABC, so every ABC show is on there. Um, so I mean, there's a ton. What does this that say? They could, there's here. a ton of content, and a lot of it is going to be original stuff as well. Along with Disney signature <coughs> collection and selection of family hits like Alice in Wonderland and Mary Poppins, Disney Plus is also set to feature a handful of family titles from the recently acquired Fox catalog, including The Sound of Music, Malcolm in the Middle, and the first thirty fucking seasons of The Simpsons. 30. 30 seasons. It's time to cancel, boys. So, um, going off of long, that. Long um, and hard. Yeah, we're having... Um, they're talking about some new stuff, and we actually have more on this later, but uh, the Mandalorian series, that's uh, John Favreau's show running. Right. Um, a second untitled series that is a prequel to Star Wars Rogue One with Diego, Luga, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk as uh, the robot, which is extremely good. Um, K2SO. Uh, Disney Plus will also have multiple Marvel Cinematic Universe spinoff series, including a new television show, basically, of Loki with Tom Hiddleston, mm -hmm. The Falcon and Winter Soldier, yep. um, WandaVision with Elizabeth Olsen, I'm not <laughs> sure what that is, and Paul Bettany, oh, the witch bitch. And, yeah, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah. And uh, Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner. Those are all going to be pure shit. Um, it really depends also, on how they handle it. But uh, bringing out original movies and everything, but yeah, I mean, it's like just all of this content that's coming out is like uh, you kind of can't say no to it. Certainly for the first few, um, 
do I want to say months? Do I want to say tiers of release? Whatever. Like, um, however they're they're going to roll stuff out. Like you sort of are going to be forced to stick around for that. It's like <laughs> the, it, it is like in the like middle of this article. It is a little bit of like the cherry on top. I, I am a big fan of um, Monsters Inc. And it's mm. like it's got the goods. You know what I'm saying? And there's supposed to be uh, a new series based on Monsters, Inc. called Monsters at Work. It also has... It's the goods and the crystal. Mm, You never want to get too much crystal unless you got the goods. Yeah, I would. Um, But, man, there's a lot. There's a lot. And you know they're going to be like, hey, look at all of this, like, stuff that we have. But it's... It's going to have, like, right here. Disney will also launch with 5,000 episodes of Disney Channel series. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of shit. And that's, like, that in Simpsons is more than half of, like, everything that they have on the platform, I imagine. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, he went on to say they're going to have uh, 25 original series and 10 original films coming out for the, the first year so i guess november to november yeah so quite a lot um and i it's 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 like an immediate buy for most like parents because you know like immediate buy for me (laughs) well i mean i think it's an immediate buy for mostly anyone because you know even if you're not a star wars fan you still got Marvel, and if you don't, yeah. Like if you're a Marvel those, fan, they have that. If you're like, a Pixar fan, they have that. If you're a Simpsons fan for some dumbass reason, they have that. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they. I mean, they have like a little <coughs> bit of something for everyone, and then yeah. not only the. I mean, just kids. If your kid loves fucking Coco for whatever reason, like that's going to be probably one of the only places you're going to be able to stream it, hmm. unless you're unless you already own it or whatever, and then. You got to huck around that DVD player, Put the right? Shit which I mean, an like, I mean, in general, like, I'm really into physical media. Um, I have a large uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and now also 4K disc collection, and like, I understand why people don't want it. And like, this Disney buy is permanent access to their entire vault of shit. Not to mention that Disney, a fucking regular, you know, fucking. 480 quality dvd from disney comes out at like fucking 25 bucks so Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna be able to skip a lot of disney stuff that i want to see but i don't want to have you know what i mean yeah (laughs) so it's pretty interesting though yeah and then um we did get a, a deeper look into the mandalorian series um it's going to be an eight-episode series debuting on November 12th as one of the launches for Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm kind of interested, like, it's there's sort of mixed reporting on if it's all going to drop at once or if it's, they're going to do episode by episode weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a good, like, uh, you know, answer for that. Um, but it's looking really good. It's going to fill in some time. Carl Weathers plays a character. What did we say it was? Grief... Marja. McBallbag? Yeah, Griefy Ballbags. Griefing Ballbags, my uh, nemesis in Halo. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's not um, like Rick and Morty's final boss. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> 
Uh, but it looks really good. It's like not, um, you know, it's it's not Jedi centric. It's like bounty hunters, you know, bounty hunters, yeah. which is really fucking cool. We're gonna get to see some more cool tech because the technology that the Jedi use is always like a fucking like a scanner that lets you see how many like midichlorians are in daddy's cummies or whatever. Uh, so it'll be it'll that. be cool to be able to move on and like see some more of the shit going on in the world because there's always dope shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like at the Star Wars celebration they had a pretty healthy section of uh, like stuff set like put off to the side for this to show um, kind of like the inner workings of what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot out there as well. I've already seen some other like this stuff wasn't shown off at the. Um, like Star Wars celebration, check out these like photos or whatever, and they, mm. like I saw some pretty up close photos. I didn't include them here or anything, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's looking good. And all in all, the Star Wars celebration had some uh, some solid shit going on. You know, mm-hmm. stuff that we wanted to see, uh, like touching on everything from. Like feature film to series to video games, so uh, to even streaming, and then non like mm. Star Wars and Disney based stuff within uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> you wanted to talk uh, difficulty for Sekiro. Yeah, so um, there's kind of... This is a conversation that comes up every time a new Dark Souls-born Sekiro game comes out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's basically like uh, an argument of would the games be benefited by including like an easy mode, basically. Um, <coughs> yeah, I mean, Which, I, I see why people... like I. I see why people um, always say that. And the Mm. people who say that are people who, like, might like the setting of the game. Mm. But in the end, they won't like what the game is, like, is. Right. You know, the game, to me, these games are not meant for everyone. There's Mm. games like this that are meant for everyone, like Devil May Cry. And, you know, it's... It's the exact same game, but these guys have focused... They've literally just focused their difficulty. That's the main difference, is just their difficulty. And it, it's... I, I don't think, personally, I don't think that they need a, uh, like a difficulty setting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really like the idea of let's like have the gamer... like. I mean, there are gamers that are just like, I don't have the, I don't have time to like mm. want to fucking learn how to do this fight, and that's fine. And it's those gamers that I would say, you know, these kind of games are probably not for them, right? Um, but the ones who do and they really want to work hard at something, like you could put it on the hardest mode, but then it kind of cheapens it a little bit because. How's that? It's giving somebody else... They're going to experience the exact same thing. Especially in this game, specifically. Because, 
you know, well, the story's uh, linear. Yeah, it's the, not like you're making yeah, choices to like changing the difficulties. Not going to like for, okay for someone like me. If I were to play like when I play Dark Souls, mm. I play Dark Souls on whatever the standard setting is. And if there was the standard setting happened to be like easier, I wouldn't jack it up to the hardest setting. I would just mm-hmm. play it on easy or not easy, normal. Right. And I, I think so. For me, it cheapens the game a bit. And I feel like other people kind of agree with that. Just because it's allowing other people to do the exact same thing. But, I don't know. Just having that, that like, standard difficulty. It's like, kind of, get with the the difficulty. And if you can, fantastic. You know, you're going to play through the whole game. And you're going to enjoy it. And love mm-hmm. it for the difficulty. Or... You're going to be like, nope, I don't want to do that. It's just not for me. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think part of the reason that this is... Um, well, I mean, like I said, this conversation comes up every time. Yeah. Uh, like a mildly hard game comes out. Or like Kingdom Hearts has a proud mode. Or there's a new game plus. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, God of War had the challenge mode or whatever. Like... Um, this kind of thing comes up a lot, but I think the conversation is a little bit different this time because the main point that hasn't been brought up all these times, which has been brought up this time is, well, people who are like mildly or I guess even severely like disabled or have slow reaction times, they don't get a choice on if they get to play the game or not. They just can't. Right. Like a hundred percent. It's just not possible. Sure. And uh, I don't know why. I think maybe because, you know, Xbox made a big deal about the adaptive controller at the last E3. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why people are now considering that. Yeah, I, 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 I see. Um, like, I see that. But I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if that was me, and I, I guess, you know, it's kind of like speaking out. Like, it, it's... Like, I can't, like, imagine what it's like to try to game and actually be disabled. So, right. it, Like, it's, if you have, like, one hand or something. It, it's, yeah. it's completely impossible for me to say, right. like, what, I, what it would be like. But as of now, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, I just, like, I would look at it and be like, that looks neat. But it's just not for me, so I would move on. Mm. You know what I mean? There's other things that are, like... <laughs> For me that I can do that and I would just like personally just knowing my mm-hmm. well yeah there's a lot of shit that I just skip because I'm just straight up like yeah I don't like that exactly it, it, like it, I don't have to try it I just know that it's not me it wouldn't I, it wouldn't even be like it's like not for it's like <coughs> not for uh it's not for me the setting would could be for me but mm. and like the way the game looks could be for me but I would look at it and be like, oh, that game's really hard and I have one hand, so I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, like what you were saying, like 100%, the only reason that I don't play Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro is because of the difficulty. Right. Like, if there was an easy mode, I would play it. So they would automatically have an extra, what, if each each time one of the games came out, there's three Dark Souls, uh, nobody's going back to play Demon Souls, so don't count that. <laughs> but three Dark Souls... Uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro. So they would have got 60 bucks from me five times if they had an easy mode. Right. But you have to, like, it, 
there's different types of developers i feel like in like studios and yeah, these I mean, guys like, from are, is definitely knows what they're doing like they're really is, specific with their... <laughs> is uh when chrome hounds came out was that fucking uh did that cater to like disabled gamers no yeah exactly <laughs> It's, you had to buy a fucking five hundred dollar cockpit that realistically recreated a fucking mech cockpit. Like, like you have to like they're very <laughs> specific to their audience, you know. Yeah. And this game is is it the game is for their audience. It's not for every you know everyday gamers. This isn't like Wii Sports, you know, that everyone can play. Mm. And yeah, like it's, it's, I think um, I think that's good. And I, you know, I kind of like give them props for not like catering to everybody not changing their game to make more money and it's it's there's been a good interesting uh conversation now too i don't know how to i don't know what like a good term to look it up for is because this is actually kind of an old news story this was like the end of march into the beginning of april sort of that this conversation was going on um i just wanted to add it in because i knew this was going to be a fucking hot take episode but um, there was a there was some really good threads on Twitter of just designers, like game developers, game designers, game producers, that are all like uh, they started weighing in, I guess, because there was a really big um, you know conversation going on, um, and a lot of designers were like, it's not harder to make the game easier. It's not hard to implement an easy mode. They already implemented a hard and an extra hard because New Game Plus is actually more difficult than the main game. Um, well, but you're already skilled at that point, so it's really not. That's true. But, I mean, they, they've they shown that they do tweak difficulty. Okay. It's not that, you know, people have argued that, oh, well, you know, um, the uh, from software, the guys that work on each of these games are a relatively small team when you look at other AAA, which is definitely true. Yeah. Um, but a lot of designers, I mean, the guy that made, uh, you know, that game with, like, just all capital Vs. Um, it's, like, a difficult game. Um, um, he's made several other difficult games, like Shooter, like uh, Bullet Hell games and uh, Galaga-style games, things like that. A guy okay. that's known for making difficult indie games um, went on to say, like, I wish I would have put an easy mode into my games. Because I missed out on so many people playing it and so much um, additional attention and training and blah 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 a bunch of shit um so it, i mean a lot of developers are like no you should just make the game easier like you know or you already know how to make it easier just make an easy mode like i i get that. <coughs> I, like i i i do but then again if they're making an easy mode like developing a game around it being difficult mm. And developing a game around it being, like, having a normal mode and you being able to change your mode, I think that changes the way that you kind of think about the game and how, like, characters play out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know for sure that, like, um, like uh, a lot of people have been complaining that um, this Kingdom Hearts was, like, extremely easy. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, like, hashtag true gamer Kingdom Hearts fans all just play on proud mode the first time through. Mm-hmm. They collect every item they you know whatever they xyz they do all the challenges and even on the proud mode on new game plus which is more difficult they're like this game is like extremely easy and it never gets any more difficult like 
you can breeze through proud mode without having to use summons or you know there's nothing that you have to know how to do to beat it yeah um they like have beaten all the optional bosses no problem and that of course was included as part of the debate that was like you know is this game too easy did they only focus on story and not in combat at all which i mean if you look at kingdom hearts one Kingdom Hearts 1 was a hard game, not because it was hard, but because your fucking controls were garbage. Yeah, it was just terrible control. <laughs> but in, like, for this game, man, I, I just, I keep going back and thinking, like, what would it be like if you were developing the game, and you developed the game for, you know, th- like, this scope. Like, you have a box, and you're like, this is the game, everything's inside of the box. And then they're like, well, let's make it easier. And then you're like, well, if we do that, then it's not just like toning back, you know, the frequency of attacks, because that won't make the game good. Well, that's part. Yeah. If you uh, if you like um, if every attack did half damage, that would not make it easier. No, it would to an extent, but I it mean, would not be an easy. You would mode, take you know what I mean? less damage, but that's right. not the same. That's like saying like, oh, well, we'll just make fewer enemies. It's mm-hmm. like that doesn't really. That, that cheapens the That's game. That's not really for like all of the all of the obvious things that would be like uh, you would essentially have to do all of the obvious choices. You'd have to make enemies do less damage with different attack patterns that are easier to compete against, with more obvious windows, right. with fewer deadly enemies. And windows, that's a big thing. More like, beatable enemies. You're not yeah, gonna, the game's very frame-based. It's very frame-based. It's like you're not going to have these like casual players wanting to play in easy mode, counting the frames on like the way that he blocks or when the attack is coming. It's just, it's not, it's, it's not realistic. And, yep. and I, I think and I've that's definitely heard, um, there's been a lot of uh, developers and fans or whatever that are saying essentially the same thing. That's like, I agree that games should have easy modes, but a game where the entire point of it is that it's hard probably should not. Right. And, and there are like, I, I don't think that you're, um, you're alone in that thought of like, this game should like have an easy mode. I mean, for me, I would say it's, I mean, I, I would go the other way with it. I would say that it shouldn't have an easy mode. Grim would say it should have an easy mode. Oh, I would definitely say it should. Um, but like, I would want, um, actually they should do like what, um, Assassin's Creed did and just have like a wander around with like the enemies won't attack you mode like (laughs) Like, just just, see the world mode like I think that that what people want when they say I want an easy mode on the game is a different game ultimately like yeah it's it's not the same game if you take away that I wish this setting was in a different game and it will be and that game is called Ghost of Tsushima like that, I am really excited for Ghost of Tsushima. Exactly, that game is going to be for everyone. Like, it's not that you're going to miss out. When an idea comes up, it's very rare that there is literally only one type of game like that coming out. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, even if you compare Dark Souls and like difficult games, you have the fucking Lords of the Fallen, you have uh, Neo, you have mm-hmm. Surge. Uh, yeah. Those are just the ones I can think of, and I'm not even a fucking fan of the series. Yeah. I mean, and th- those would be the main ones. And most of those are difficult. I would say, like, Lords of the Fallen is probably the easiest of that bunch. And, <laughs> and, and, and the worst of that bunch, by a long shot. Mm. So I guess that's something to say about it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
But it, it, it is a it is a good argument. But I, yeah, I think I would go with. I think people are looking for another game. I think it's it's uh, like the princess. I mean, in, I, the princess I isn't, in, isn't um, in this castle. Yeah, she's in I think in castle. general, there's like a bit of a. Uh, so yeah, again, I mean, like I actually do want easy modes in all these games, mm-hmm. but I think that ultimately there's a deeper issue that is more. That, that would lead you in a better direction to just... It's one of those things where, like, okay, a lot of people are getting sick, so, um, you know, like, New York has, like, they're trying to ban, like, public gatherings because of a measles outbreak or whatever. Okay. It's like, yeah, but just make vaccines mandatory. <laughs> like, the, the real fix is to just make sure people don't get sick in the first place, not to handle them once they're sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so, like, I think the real... The thing that needs to happen here is... We need to, like, make disability controls uh, system level. Because if you have disability controls built into the system itself... So, like, if the system would just allow you to play the game at half speed, that's literally the only thing that happened. The, the Xbox or the PlayStation or the computer itself... And, of course, you can do this on computer with mods. Yeah. But, you know, the, the system itself would just... It was at... The game was at three-quarter speed i mean and I you could maybe hold a button that would make it go to normal speed so you can get through cutscenes or whatever but like you need to make this shit system based like uh, the saying that like hey every developer should take time out of their day to cater to just me or uh even a large i mean you know it's it's one thing to say that disabled people playing games is a small group even if they were the biggest block if I'm making a game for this one type of gamer, if I'm making Super Meat Boy Deluxe Challenge Edition, mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit if Mario fans play. Right. And I, in fact, I might actually not want them. I might specifically try to drive them away. Yeah, you know? it, it's like, I, I, I would like to ask some of these people, <coughs> like, <laughs> the people of a certain age, it's like, what did you used to do when games were hard in the past? What'd you do when you played uh, Lion King on <laughs> NES? It's like the answer is kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, it, it there there were two options when a game was difficult in the past. It was get better or don't, don't play, play it, it. <laughs> and that's literally it. And yeah. and that's the kind of like I know it's a little bit of a shitty mentality, but mm. there there are games that are going to that are like this that are for those people, and that like the harder game or the you know like. If there was an if there was two versions, if there was the from software version and then the easy from software version, I would buy the traditional from software version, whereas other people would probably might buy the easy version, and I wouldn't go back and buy the easy version, mm. and very much so they wouldn't go back. So like maybe that's the compromise, like two kind of different games. I don't know, kind of like Pokemon style. <laughs> that's interesting. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm or, trying to or like um, spitballing ideas here more than. Yeah, I, I I think that the it's less of an issue that some games are too hard or too um, you know technically difficult to you know I have let's say I have one hand as is normal with five fingers and they all work normally and they interact with each other and, the other and I have one hand. Ass where I have like a claw or like I went to school with a girl that had her pinky and her thumb and the rest was not there. And it was some kind of, I don't know if it was at birth or if it was something to correct 
something that happened. I have no idea. But, you know, she had she had two working digits on her left hand. I think it was left hand. Yeah. And she's had a totally normal life as far as I can tell. But if she was playing, you know, fucking speed typer, she'd be at a disadvantage. Right. So, like, should she not play speed typer? Or is there something we can do from a systemic point that's, like, that's one very specific you know, there was like the famous Toledo, like claw hand brothers or whatever that were like freak show gods. And it's like, you know, there's, you know, we can make things more accessible for them. And Microsoft has done that with the accessibility controller, mm-hmm. but like, um, you know, you can't go and talk to, let's say an indie team or, I mean, even like Sony, even, you know, God of war, like God of war had those challenge modes and they didn't, you couldn't hit a button that just said, hey, make this challenge not as hard. Yeah. Like, it was just there. So you just, either you didn't do that or you did do that. Those are the two options. And that so was like, a pain in the ass. I will say that. <laughs> Holy shit. Killing, killing the last Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. No, so like, I would never do that again. You know, part of the reason that I want an easy mode in these games is because if I were to put in 12 or 13 or 14 hours to, like, conquer the all of the Valkyries... And I had to learn their patterns and I had to learn how to do a new style of thing that I never had to do in the main game. I would not feel satisfied after doing that. I wouldn't feel like it. I'm really good or that I did something impressive at the end. I would just feel like I wasted my fucking time. Right. And that's where I think God of War kind of failed on that front. Mm. Whereas like the From Software games don't do that from the beginning. Well, that's They're true just of all like, these games. You're gonna, like, you're going to get <clears throat> fucked up. I mean, I would say if you have trouble <laughs> playing games the game you should probably stay away from is the prepare to die game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely get it though. Like, it would I mean, be cool. I don't, I don't get satisfaction from beating games at all. It, yeah. So <laughs> like, that's not what I play games for. That, and that's exactly what this is. You know? is the satisfaction of figuring like, do out you, and beating um, it. Yeah. Do you play games for a sense of accomplishment or do you just play games for fun? Right. I just play games for fun. And I would say I play for, a, like, a, a nice mix of both. Like, I like both of them. Like, I enjoy playing games just for fun. And then I do enjoy the strategy sometimes. And it depends on the game. Like, right. Um, I look at- certainly, like, uh, in Mario Odyssey, I remember a lot of people were complaining about how many fucking things there were to collect. Because it's like, dude, this is a fucking Mario game. Like, it does not have to be this complicated. Right. But... <laughs> Like, I looked at, like, I, that was not even something that I, like, even questioned. Right. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I'll go collect all that. Oh, Assassin's Creed, uh, the original Assassin's Creed is a good example of that. Go collect a hundred flags in every location in the game. Not a hundred total flags. Every location had a new 100 flags to collect. Right. That did not make the game better. (laughs) No, not even a little. And there are people that went and dug and found every single one of those fucking flags. And good, I guess. That's fine. But it's just a complete waste of my fucking time. Yeah. Like, I would never consider doing that. And I never did. And I used to be kind of an achievement hunter. And I just, like, at this point, I've disabled. Like, I don't see when I get a trophy or an achievement in a game anymore. Mm-hmm. I just turned it off. It's like, it's it's nothing to me. Yeah. Like, uh, if there's something really easy and obvious, I'll go do it. But, like, you know, I think that there's, like, a core... Yeah, I think the, like, three-fourth speed is probably the, the fix. Like, something that, like, is a, a console-level thing 
it really it doesn't change the design it doesn't change the designer's intent you mm-hmm. know what i mean um but you know, we need to look for a systemic fix. We can't look for a little fucking band-aid that's like, okay, every game that you put out, also put an easy mode. So, I mean, in, in some ways it's kind of, like, there's some things that's like, okay, this is just technically impossible. Like, if you have one hand, you cannot play with a traditional controller. You right. might come up with some way to be able to hit most of the buttons and you can play Call of Duty good enough. I mean, you can sure. essentially do it. But it's not, you haven't fixed the problem. You yeah. Know. It's yeah. The problem is that you don't it, like the but it's not meant for you. So like the way to fix it is systemic. So like the adaptive controller it also works on Steam. It also works on Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. Um that's a good way to fix it because that Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole idea of it is hey, I will cater to a vast collection of like differences that people may or may not have that, you know, I mean, obviously like somebody who's fully abled and has all of their digits and limbs and everything's completely you know, average, they can use an adaptive controller if they like the layout better. Mm-hmm. You know, some people use mouse and keyboard on their fucking PlayStation. Like, it's fine. Some people are fucking insane and try to be <coughs> Dark Souls with a Guitar Hero guitar. Guitar Hero controller. And some people are insane and powerful and they actually successfully do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, um, you know, the, we need to look for a systemic fix, not for a Band-Aid on top. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I agree. Fix it, at the console level, fix at the controller level, fix at, like, you know, uh, on consoles, they have a mandate. Like, on PlayStation, your game must run at 30 frames a second. It must be able to log onto our servers. It must have a save load function. It must have a title screen. You just, if it doesn't have that, you can't release your game on PlayStation. Like, right. that's what console cert is all about, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, that kind of stuff doesn't exist on PC for the most part, but there's alternate fixes. So if you just put in on console cert, your game must be able to function on this one system setting that we have that lets it play at 75% speed. Then there you go. It's fixed instantly. All like that doesn't automatically, that doesn't make dark souls beatable automatically. Like it doesn't automatically make you win and doesn't make it so that if you give it to a two year old, they can figure it out. But it does give you a huge advantage if you're dealing with something that is the speed of the game is unplayable, but you would still be having to count frames. It would still be difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just be slower. But I guess that you would be assuming that your input is slower, and that's why you need the game to be slower, right? But I think from the developer's standpoint as well, (laughs) they would be looking at the fact that, like, what's to stop our standard gamer from Mm. going, oh, wait, this is too hard. I'm going to go ahead and drop it down to that mode. Nothing. To, to beat this. And, yeah, it, it would be nothing to do that. And it's kind of like... Like, I, I feel like they pride themselves on making people step out of their comfort zone. I don't I mean, like, uh, there's, like, a dangerous territory of, like, if you don't think The Godfather is the best movie of all time, you're an idiot. Like, it, it, there's a dangerous spot you can go to that's like well if you're not good then it's just like don't play a video game you're because then you get into some fucking gamergate shit well which i is mean like, i don't think it's re- like what i'm getting at <laughs> is not really about that it's just yeah it's like the it's, point of these games is to be challenging and you have to learn yeah let's work through that's this different challenge. than yeah um you know that's different than saying uh if you don't do the fucking focult maneuver you're an idiot right right you know i mean right. So, like, uh, it, you know, it's, um, like, 
these questions don't come up in Final Fantasy X because it's inherently friendly to... Like, the challenge of the game is strategic. It is not Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. This kind of question doesn't come up in um, Hearthstone, let's say, because you have, like, fucking two minutes to enter a command. It's entirely strategic. So, like, if I'm bad at strategy games, does that mean that Hearthstone is not catering to me? You know, there's a debate to be had there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean... uh, you know, if your biggest accomplishment in life is that you beat Demon Souls and you killed the shopkeeper and still beat the game, mm-hmm. and like you don't want anybody else to experience that, you're just a hipster idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, there there is a level of <coughs> like I feel <laughs> like let's not cross into that, mm-hmm. and I feel like pulling out the Guitar Hero guitar is part of that level. That's entirely that level. Like, that's just okay. Did you see? Uh, well, nah, I've been I've been recommending that people go watch the documentary Free Solo, which was featured that it is going to be on the Disney, Disney. Plus, where it's like this dude that climbed um, this mountain face in Yellowstone with no gear, and he's the first person to ever do it. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert! So he doesn't die in the documentary. I'm sorry for all those snuff film fans. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that's you know, Disney's like, bag anyway. <laughs> so, like in one respect, he's the first person to do this. He did it with no gear. He's, I mean, historically, you have to rec- you have to recognize that he's the first and only person to ever do this mm-hmm. so far. But did that functionally accomplish anything? Like, did that change the world the day that he did that? No. Like, if that goes down as his biggest accomplishment in life, is he automatically a hero? No. No, but... Like, I kind of don't give a shit. It's kind of more of a personal level. It, yeah, it for changed, him, that's changed, entirely what it was. It changed his life. Maybe <laughs> for him, exactly. Absolutely, that's definitely right. true. And afterwards, he's like, he's like, yo, I don't even know if I want to make a new challenge for myself. This might just be it. Sure, and which that, is, I that's... mean, that's cool for him. But like, should Yellowstone close that mountain so nobody else can ever climb it? Oh, or absolutely you can not. Only climb it if you go gearless or something. No, they they, they should let as many yeah. people die on it as as they right. want. Like, that's damn. During the documentary, they ask him. This like really stuck with me. During the documentary, they, they tell him, and I remember hearing about this in the news, this other, this other free climber that died. Mm-hmm. And uh, he died on this mountain that people have free climbed before. He wasn't going for a world record or anything. And they tell him, and he knew this guy. They were kind of friends. I mean, they weren't like buddies, but they knew each other. Sure. And they tell him, they were like, yeah, dude, he died on this fucking mountain. And he goes, just wasn't his day. Yeah. It's like, he's fucking dead, dude. Like... There is there is more than your accomplishment, I guess. So like at the same time, like you were saying, if I if I lost my if I got my hand crunched in a horrible IT accident, mm-hmm. like I would not be out here playing fucking Call of Duty on ultra hard. Exactly. I, mean? and I would I, not be trying to become a world and it sucks and you should be able to still do that, but you just aren't. And right. it's, it's not fair and you're correct it's not fair, but it's just not fair. Like, yeah. It just happens sometimes. Like, yeah, so if, I, if, if, that, if that was me and like, <coughs> I lost, you know, yeah. I lost my hand or something and I had to do everything one-handed, I would really focus on playing the games that I wanted to play. Yeah, I'd basically I just masturbate all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, I, so I think ultimately people are asking the wrong question. It's The question is not, like, um, should every game take time out of its day to implement an easy mode? 
The question is, is there a systemic thing we can do to fix so that you don't have to have an easy mode? Yeah. Like, right? can we make a tour? So that's what Assassin's Creed did with, I mean, it's used in schools, the fucking, uh, Assassin's Creed origins. Um, I forget what they called it, but it was like a uh, park mode or something like that, where it's entirely, the enemies don't attack. It's just becomes a viewable world. So right. if you want to walk around the world and look at um, relatively realistic pyramids and realistic cities for the time and talk to different characters, whatever, you can do that. So the thing about Bloodborne that's extremely fucking cool is the setting. So if you wanted to go look at the setting of Bloodborne, it would not take developers any extra time to go off and turn off enemy aggression. Yeah, no, that that's a switch. You definitely it's, could. It's instantly ready. It's ready in five seconds. But is you know it? I mean? But is it really a game at that point if there's no like objective? Know. If you're just walking through, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. I so, mean, I I still consider one of the best games I've ever played to be Gone Home. It's there is no challenge. Right. You know, there's no But contest. it's doing something. Whereas if you were to do something like that and just like flip a switch so enemies didn't attack in like Bloodborne. Mm. You really Is there be a story in Bloodborne story. that's well, further than the combat? Not really. Well, I mean it's I mean it's the there. story exists in challenge. Yeah, I mean right? there, there, there's stuff there. Of course the story exists uh, through challenge, but there's also like little things that you kinda of pick up on. Mm. Like, uh, I can't even remember the, the characters. Uh, it's been a long time since I played Bloodborne. But it's the bro that you fight in the um, graveyard. <coughs> you talk to his daughter. Yeah. And you find out what happened to his wife. And you find right. some stuff from his wife. And it's, I mean, there is, like, a bit of a story there. But it is almost like individual stories that you're, mm-hmm. like, learning as you go. Well, and individual stories that you learn through combat like isn't there an enemy that like you don't have to kill but you can if you want to it's like a wolf or something uh, and then like it's sad when you kill it <laughs> i don't know no uh, well maybe it might be a different game yeah um but uh you know it's like the what would exist of that game i don't know but it's i mean it's essentially free for them to add that mode uh other than the whatever it costs to upload a patch <laughs> yeah so yeah why not or, again, you can just do that on a console level. Mm-hmm. Um, you could... Somebody else could say, hey, can I make assets and make a make this mod or make this experience and not charge any money for it and put it out and it's the exact same game, but like and when I, you're within five feet of an enemy, they die and then you just get the story. I think that would be... It's doable. ...really useful, that idea yeah. right there. Because, like, it takes away the... Like it, it makes the game come out the way that it was meant to come out, and mm. they're not worried about like, oh, we're not catering to all these other people. Mm. They're worried about catering. They're worried about making their game, not who they're catering to. Yeah, and I mean, they these guys already a little bit <coughs> worry about who they're catering to, but it's their fan base. Well, not only that, but look at Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. And you can see that they honestly do not give a shit if they have a single fan. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Fuck that game. And they're hard. like, yeah, we'll just go bankrupt. <laughs> it's fine. It, it was so, like... <laughs> it was one of those times, though. It was one of those things that you just kind of remember in video games. For me, is like beating certain enemies. And mm. it's like, holy shit. That was, that was a fight. It's like the Valkyrie and God of War. I won't forget that. Because mm. that sucks so hard. 
That was terrible. <laughs> it's like you didn't have the skills to. It's not that you didn't have the skills to do it. No. It's that you, the character didn't react the right way and how randomized it was. Well, that's still a type. That's a certain type of difficulty, I guess. Like that's why that these early NES and Sega Genesis games were hard. It's not because they were hard. It's because they're fucking controls like shit. Yeah. 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 I'm certain that somebody's beaten Demon Souls with a Guitar Hero controller. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. But whoever does that is some kind of maniac that I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. it is not me. That is not me as a gamer. And I, I would say that's not even a core, that's not a normal person to market to. Right. You know? Definitely not. And nobody does. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we have spent a long time, so let's... See, I knew we'd have some horse shit to say about that. So... Let's get into scandals. <laughs> there's some good shit on the end here. So, um, basically, a it's not a currently serving politician, but somebody who has been active in political uh, races in the past um, has been banned from EVE Online because of a corruption scandal. He's a dirty old mutsack, is what I heard. Dun, dun. So, Brian Shoneman, I love that they name and shame. Uh, Brian Shoneman once ran for a seat in the Virginia House of Delegates in the 37th District in 2011. He was uncontested in the primary as a Republican, but he ultimately lost against his Democratic challenger. Um, More relevantly, he was Brisk Rubel, an intergalactic member of the Council of Stellar Management, an elected position which he has now been ousted from. Uh, The news comes from the developer of EVE Online, (laughs) Explaining that he had been removed for various transgressions, like breaking a non-disclosure agreement and using insider information for in-game profit. <laughs> Maybe that's who his character was. He was so deep into his role-playing. He's, yeah. That's not who he is in real life, but that's who his character well, was in Eve. Yeah. So, um, basically, um, this, this misconduct was brought to us by this guild, basically. Uh, as an immediate threat to the integrity of the guild as an institution. The company's stance on this is clear. Regardless of the type of information shared, acts like this go against what they what their guild stands for and will not be tolerated. So um, <laughs> basically the guild said, hey, if you break one of these rules, we will go to the creators of the game and have them target you. And we have so many players that we can kind of enforce laws through their governing body, sort of. Right. And that's what happened. So they went ahead and totally like obliterated his character. They took all of his currency that he oh. made in the game. He will never be able to run for office in that game, in that guild within the game. So it's a little deeper than you would think. And, um, I mean, they said, you know, he's, he's already, uh, permabanned anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, Meanwhile, on Reddit, he went and issued an official statement on being banned. He denies the allegations and vows to fight to overturn the ban. As an attorney and a public figure in the United States, my ethics and reputation are regulated by code of professional responsibility and statutory law, unlike CPP's opaque community team. (laughs) The thing that part of the thing that really gets me is that this would be funny no matter who it is, but. Um, it's always like, and this has also been discussed a lot that it's, it's a fallacy to try to argue with somebody based on uh, contradictions. Cause everybody's always going to have contradictions in their beliefs. I understand. 
just CYA and myself here, but still, I think it's really funny that a Virginia Republican lawyer is complaining that a private company is doing something that it wants. <laughs> I always like that shit. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we would like to take the opportunity to thank CSM 13 for their transparency and their respect for the council as an institution, which, uh, which was demonstrated by their coming together to condemn, uh, this kind of behavior and report it to the CPP. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's just so a ran- funny. A random fucking dude. Yeah. It, I mean, people really take the shit seriously and Eve, and we've talked about this a lot of times. Um, and there's some good comments underneath, like just all of the commentary around it is hilarious. <coughs> wow. Yeah, it's very good. All right. And let's move into our last old segment here. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, uh, that we yes. would be getting back to it. Um, but basically let's, we're kind of going to talk about where Bioware is. Yeah. And then where they've been and where they're going. Yeah, so these are these are really big articles. So mm-hmm. we're going to summarize a lot. Sure. But I, I've obviously read all of them. Um, I'll, I'll read anything that's put out about Bioware. I once read a 23-page uh, story about a dude's uh, salty shards. Mm-hmm. So... I wrote that. You know, thing, I, so yeah, that, that's you were just proofreading. <laughs> I was reviewing it. But... Um, so basically, uh, there was an original story that was like kind of what was going on with Bioware's management and uh, specifically around Anthem. Um, what were they hearing from EA? What were some internal troubles? What did they hear from different employees? And this dude, uh, Jason Schreier, of course, actually got so much information that he was also able to write a story about the past, present, and future of Dragon Age 4. Good guy. Like he just, he just got so much juice on this fucking company. It's beautiful. This is why you don't turn your employees against you, because they will go rat on your ass faster than you can believe. Yeah, and, I well, I mean, in Bioware's case, it's like, they don't have any loyalty with oh, their, right. with I mean, their like, people anymore. Like, right, they've, they've burned all the goodwill that they originally had. Right, and it's not, I don't even, I think that happened well before Anthem even came out. That just happened. Oh, yeah. That yeah. happened. It's maybe, been happening for years. Yeah, it's just people are leaving, and that's right. that's that. Like, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And it, it's, um, you know, so they have, uh, we'll start with Anthem. Um, it's kind of stuff that you would expect. A lot of people complain about having to use, like, basically that there's EA mandates that you have to do. And those were pretty much all big problems. And then there's further issues of mismanagement that was basically not corrected until the very last possible minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big takeaways from the story are frostbite is a bitch. Everybody knows that. Um, you know, they're talking about how they're like, Hey, we would be working on trying to get something to work in frostbite. And the engine is just so obtuse that rather than fixing a problem, we would just dodge it and come back to it later. So like, yeah, that's not Hey, good. I can't, I can't get the over the shoulder thing to work properly. When I do this one thing, how do I fix that? And they wouldn't get an answer for like weeks. So it's like when they finally got like, you know, an EA, uh, you know, engine support would finally get back to them or whatever and be like, oh, here's how you fix it. They're like, oh, we've already come up with some other bullshit way to fix it. Yeah. So then they'd have to either go back and undo two weeks of work to do the real fix or just leave it and move on. 
and more times, more often than not, they would leave it and move on and it would come back and bite them in the ass later. Um, they talk about a lot of meetings where somebody would say, Hey, you know, I really want to get the Iron Man feeling down on this. I like, I think the flying around is really cool. I think we should have some more powers that kind of deal with the flying and really focus in on that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else would say, that's interesting, but I think where we're really going to shine is the, the, you know, combat. And I think that hovering and like the flying from point to point is cool, but I think we really need to focus on the combat. And then they would all look at their fucking game director and he'd go, yeah, interesting stuff and leave. So yeah. like they were, they would not get like the point of, um, executive leadership is to provide mandates is to like, have that, like, no, that's wrong. Yeah, yes, what they need to do is say, like, I mean, they talk about how um, after uh, after um, they got their Austin studio involved in Texas, mm-hmm. um, a studio that knows about per, about delivering game as performance or a game as a service, right? Mm-hmm. That they made older public, and not to mention that the studio was originally founded on people that had done online games before. So they would come in and be like, oh, hey, guys, I noticed that you are talking about X, Y, and Z. I think that if you try to do this, it's really not going to work. And we, we know that when we tried X, Y, Z, it didn't work on our online game. So you guys shouldn't do that. And then they would just be ignored because it's like, oh, you guys are just for here for technical support. And they're like, yeah, but you're putting out a game that's not going to work. Like you're trying these things that are just not going to happen. So... Anthem originally was pitched uh, right after, it looks like right after <coughs> Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, actually, it's even earlier than that. So in uh, 2012 and early 2013, mm-hmm. finishing up the Mass Effect trilogy. So after Mass Effect 3 was essentially done, they started working on Anthem then. So this game's been in production for seven to eight years. Seven and a half years. And they said that all of the real work of the game, it was in pre-production until uh, the until the um, E3 at uh, 2017. Mm-hmm. So in E3 2017, they showed a video that has content that would go on to not appear in the game, right? Right. And at that point, they were like, oh shit, we actually have to make this fucking game. And then they started the real work at that point. Fucking um, crazy. There are people, I mean, they talk about things that's like, there. people were under so much stress and they were so overworked that people would take doctor mandated time off sometimes for months. Like uh, the doctor didn't say, hey, you need to take a mental health day, which like, you know, if I wake up on a certain day or if I've had a certain couple of weeks in a row, I'll just straight up call my boss and be like, yo, I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm going to be sick tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I'm I mean, allowed to do that. It, it, yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's completely fine to go, hey, I don't... <coughs> I need a fucking like, mental health I, day. I, I can't do this today. I yeah, need I, just, I just a need second. a day. I need a breathe. Like, that's, and that's absolutely fine. So, like... Definitely. Um, these guys were being told by doctors to take a mental health month. Think about that. Now, yes, they're in Canada, so things are slightly different. They have slightly more worker protections and... You know, it's easier to get in to see a doctor and they'll just give you a fucking note for anything. But still, I mean, you know, Canada is not a fucking fully a luxury automated gay space communist country. You know what I mean? They function almost identically to the United States in almost every way. So it like the fact that people had to just call up and straight up say, like, I cannot come in for two months. 
because you've had me work in 120 hour weeks. Like that that's astonishing, you know. Right. Um the the amount yeah. of talent that they lost over the development of Anthem is just outrageous. Like it, for a while in like 2017, 2018, we were talking about a new person leaving Bioware like every 2 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of their top 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 people. People that created the Mass Effect series. People that created the Dragon Age series. And I do question you know? like who <laughs> like who was doing that. At this point, at this point everyone's pretty much like brand new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, their whole I mean they've had almost an entire studio rollover at this point. Yeah, it, it's like there's nobody new here. So, you know, it starts to like like work in my mind by like it ha- it has me thinking like okay, maybe these are people who are like coming off of or you know, like coming maybe right out of school or mm. something and they are wildly talented, mm. but they just they didn't expect like they kind of bit off more than they could chew. Yeah. And and they're getting in there and they're just like you know, day day after day, they can't deal with the crunch, so it's just it's just that they just can't deal with it. It's not a yeah, somebody like like, a, like Avalanche where they don't deal with crunch, you know. Right. So so yeah, it is like it's a combination of all kinds of just piss poor management, bad edicts that have been pushed through the company. And this is something that makes me really hopeful for the future of EA with uh, what we've heard about um, the uh, the Jedi Fallen Order game being. Not having a mandate for multiplayer, not having a mandate for Frostbite Engine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if EA can realize these are the things that are holding it back, and it's like, I mean, it, it, you know, it comes down to piss poor management. Like, yeah. they it, just, they did not have people that would step forward and say, this is what we're doing, I'm the fucking boss. It's not even that way, like, sometimes. It's not even like, oh, sometimes this is the problem. No, it's every time it's piss poor man. They've had it for three or four games in a row, dude. Yeah. At the same studio with all different employees. So we're you know, talking with different teams. We're talking how many years would that even be? <laughs> it would be probably a good ten years at least mm. of just us getting like these subpar games from the company. Like then should have been fucking crushing it, like. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Bioware with, like, when Mass Effect 2 came out and Dragon Age 1 had either just come out or was just coming out, like, Bioware was one of the top game companies in the world, you know? I mean, it was like, you know, CD Projekt had not broken into that space yet, Um, Skyrim was not out or had just come out or was coming out later that year, like... Bioware was considered to be like artistically, gameplay, story-wise, um, you know, supportive employees considered to be one of the best companies in the world. Yeah, and they're on the fucking chopping block. Yeah, and uh, they actually talk about how Dragon Age Inquisition was actually successful in a way that hurt the company because the management on Inquisition was really piss poor. Um, which is interesting because I think Inquisition kind of missed it for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already talked about how coming back to Inquisition, I was kind of shocked. Of, like I liked it a lot more than I remembered. Um, so maybe maybe that was maybe I was just in an unusual spot. I don't know. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, you know, the, so the article the article has a ton of details. They talk about a lot of individuals that had to remain anonymous, and those individuals sometimes will name somebody. Like they'll say, "Oh, design director Casey Hudson," mm-hmm. and it's like everybody knows Casey Hudson worked on this game, right? So it's not like um, it's not like some kind of weird like spoiler, like somebody like mentions somebody that's unknown, and all of a sudden they get doxxed and harassed or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, basically, like a couple, like two or three minutes after the original article came out, uh, EA and Bioware put up a blog post that had a response, mm-hmm. but they didn't like. They clearly didn't read the article, and they were like, "Well, you know, we didn't want to be involved in something that was going to tear down people as individuals." It's like this article did not do that, so it's really weird that they just straight up like clearly did not understand what they were talking about. Right. Um, yeah, it's very strange, but um, you know, ultimately they were—that's uh, what they were talking about with some of the backstory and history of Anthem. They talk about a lot of things that changed. Um, originally, you were going to be—you were going to have like a base in the city that you would customize, and you would go and people in the city would change, and then they realized that was going to be too difficult, so they said, "Okay, you're going to have like a crawler, like one of those ATAT looking sons of bitches," and you kind of customize that, and that's like your moving home base. And then they scrapped that. Now there's nothing. You just customize your suit and that's it. And like, that's um, not even like useful. Not even that. I mean, it's, you know, you customize the colors of your suit. Yeah. And the wear, um, but you're going to get to the end game and still not be able to have even yeah. like a good, nice like sheen on your suit. Right. So, I mean, there was, there's a ton of issues with it, obviously. I mean, they talk about how like they literally ran people out of the company. So we have people like, uh, David Gator who, um, with a couple other people, like he, he worked a lot with James Allen, uh, Mm. on creating dragon age, right? These are the guys that came up with the story. They came up with every character. They came up with the rules. They came up with the classes. They came up with the races. They came up with the history for 200 years. You know what I mean? Like, um, they came up with every choice. They wrote every character in the games, every design decision, was between these guys and they're working on dragon age four which the original dragon age four which was canceled um so the the dragon age four that they've been talking about that they teased at the game awards is a different game right yeah um but the one they were working on basically what they said was this so yeah we'll move into the or the dragon age article here mm-hmm. um what they were working on was a game set in the Tevinter imperium which is talked about a lot in Dragon Age Inquisition. And you are playing spies, and it's a lot more like smaller focused game where you're carrying out essentially heists with like story content in between. That's literally the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> like, <clears throat> it's, it, that just sounds so good. So they, they had started working on the original Dragon Age 4. Um, they, got, they got taken off the project to do finalization work on... Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda and they barely shoved that out the door like on fire and obviously Andromeda got pretty panned I think Andromeda was a good game Um, it had just like lost a lot of I mean it was playing the game you could feel that the problem was management you know what I mean yeah because the individual parts of the game were good but they were not put together well Um, and there was like some obvious decisions made that were bad and they said they felt the same thing happening on Anthem. So they were, they're were they out here working on 
the original Dragon Age 4, and they just straight up, they're like, this ain't happening, this is canceled. Um, you guys need to go finish Anthem. So they moved everybody to Anthem, and that is when we saw uh, a huge exodus of James Allen left, David Gator left, um, Mike Laidlaw left, which is the producer, the main producer. Um, and they started having to move people around. So Mark Dara, as far early as uh, like 2017, people were asking Mark Dara, the lead uh, producer on or one of the main producers on Dragon's Inquisition. Mm -hmm. They're asking him, what can you tell us about Anthem? And he's like, I don't work on Anthem. I don't touch Anthem. I don't know anything about it. And he ended up being the main, the first name on the fucking credits. Cause he was the, he was made into the main producer. Yeah. That's, Before it, that's I mean, great. like that is not good on a game that's been worked on for eight years. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, what's brutal is, you know, the, they talk about it in the article here. What's, the saddest thing about this is that members of the Dragon Age team, they thought they finally were getting it right. So they had established tools. They had a good scope they could work with. They had really good ideas. They had leaders that were making decisions and proving them. And, you know, they were quickly um, creating new fixes and changes, but they had to go fit, do Anthem. So um, they talk a little bit more about that. And they're talking about the new one now. And they can't release any information about it now, obviously. Right. But, um, you know, they're, they're talking about... <clears throat> the new game EA has said for the new Dragon Age there will be multiplayer they have to do multiplayer it's not an option to say no they have to yeah, that's, that's kind of too bad um, you know they've said uh, you know so they've, they've said um, you know there's been things people that did not work on it have said they've heard that it's Anthem with Dragons right um, however, several employees that are directly working on the game said, no, that's not it. Um, the idea was that Anthem would be the online game and then Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Uh, that's not what defines them as a franchise. I think you'll see us completely change those franchises. I don't think you'll see us completely change those franchises. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, they're, they're just like, it has to be, a, uh, you know, a live service game. It had to be XYZ things mandates handed down and it has to be on um frostbite so i'm hoping that maybe that's changed i'm hoping that that's the old news that we've heard and that now yeah. ea is saying you know what we've, we're actually killing our people and we're killing our own company so let's try to think long term for once i know that fucking companies in america cannot think long term but i'm hoping that they've just been so blasted for so long that they're finally like okay just fucking do something else you know yeah, I mean that. <coughs> I I think once they do that, it'll kind of save them a little bit. Yeah. Because they, like they need that random. That that like spurt of something that's not like our cookie cutter game. Well, a lot of like, um, again, I think that the game industry needs to just follow what the movie industry does, pretty much step by step. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's the same thing. Um, they need to publish exact sales numbers, exact dollar amounts, right? Sure. And we'll get this sometimes when, like, um, you know, they'll come out and say, hey, Spider-Man did 3.33 million in three days or whatever, you know. But we don't hear exactly what that means. We don't hear how many of those were pre-orders. We don't hear how many of those were deluxe editions. They need to put out exactly exactly what movies do. If I go look up any movie on Wikipedia, it shows the budget and it shows the profit. Yep. That's what I want to see. And you go look game. up you go look up any specific game and it's like 
I'm uh, not they, even sure they who spent worked between on this. one and seventeen billion dollars on this, and I don't even know what company made it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can't even tell who made it. So like, um, I, I, they need to do that, and I think in the movie industry, a lot of actors, especially, will do this shit. And there's like big name actors are a really good example where you can see it like very clearly spelled out. True. That they'll do one for art and one for money. Right. Like, um. Fucking, I always forget his name. The dude that was in Ex Machina, he's uh, Poe in um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, very handsome Latino guy. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac will be in this fucking huge blockbuster movie that he signs a 10 movie deal for. And then he'll turn around and be in some fucking shit that I'm like, I don't know how this got funding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just does this shit back to back all day, you know? And a, a lot of actors will do that where they do a couple movies just for the paycheck and then they do some artsy fartsy fucking cool shit or something that they're really into personally. Um, like he was in a movie about the Armenian genocide, right? Because he's like, hey, it's important that people think about this or whatever. I don't know. Serge Tankian was a big inspiration for him. I don't know. So like he'll go do a movie about that and it the movie does generally badly. It's kind of a weird movie. It's not super well directed. Um, I'm looking it up now so I can really talk some pure shit on it. It looks like he's and, just doing whatever the fuck he wants to now. Yeah, he just straight up does whatever the fuck he wants. And that's, like, you cannot get better than that. Sp- in, so, like, the Spider-Verse, the new Adam's yeah. Family that's coming up this year. Yeah. Star Wars. He's like, nope, I'm good. Holy shit. Okay, this movie I'm talking about, uh, it was... I'm just going to name and shame now because they know what happened. Um, the Promise, right? Uh-huh. It's a movie, a historical drama based on a true story. Oscar Isaac, Christian Bale is in it. It's set during the years of the Ottoman Empire, uh, right before and leading into the Armenian Genocide, right? Uh-huh. Budget, $90 million. Box office, $12.4 million. Holy shit, they got fucked. Yeah, they straight up died. <laughs> they should have promised but, better fucking turnover. Um, yeah, they absolutely got fucked on that one. They uh, lost the studio over a hundred million dollars. Damn. That's money. However, that was the one you do for art. You know what I'm saying? I, I that's the one I wouldn't do at all. You clearly but did not I do see, it for the money. I see what he's doing. Well, I don't know. So like that, you know, it's, that 90 it's, million had to go somewhere. It was probably that eighty million was for Christian, Christian Bale, Bale. And everybody else did it for free. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so it's you know it's um, they paid to do the movie pretty much. It's uh you know you do one for money and one for art. So imagine if EA was like, okay, we're gonna make our money on Battlefield. We're gonna make our money on fucking Apex now. We're gonna make our money on Battlefront two, and then we'll have some fun ones just to get some like cult hits because because of those games like. <clears throat> like the early um you know mass effect like dragon age there was other games like you know sims i'm a big fan of always mm-hmm. like i was a huge defender of ea for years because they had these little niche games that could not have survived as indies at the time nobody else was going to shell out the money to pick them up right and ea was like you know what this seems interesting i think we can make some money on this uh, if you guys can do it for less than $100 million, then we'll kick it out the door. So, right? yeah. And they just don't do that anymore. Now, everything has to be a cash cow. Every single one, every single thing that comes out has to be an uh, Avengers Infinity War. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. 
You can't expect that. Yeah. You know? Like, I think one thing that would really help lend, and there's a few companies that have their finger on the pulse really good, Mm. and I think one of them is Capcom right now. Um, Yeah. And it it has to do with, like, realizing your company's faults. And Capcom's a big company. I mean, I don't know if it's as big as EA. I don't know how... In oh, scope, no. it's not even close to EA, but it's pretty large. But it's it's still one of the big, <laughs> like I would say, handful of companies that would be like named if you were talking about biggest companies, mm-hmm. and like they did something that's just kind of unheard of. Like they fucked up for a long time. Remember how much shit we talked about those guys like five years ago? Yeah. yeah. And then they turn around and they go, you know, our competitor just fucking shit the bed. Mm-hmm. So why don't we make a new engine instead of like working off of this other engine that we're doing? And this engine will be specifically for like this style of thing. And I think that would lend to them so well. Like they're used they they're, they rely so much on that frostbite engine, and that's fine. And make that the money making whatever. You know people are going to buy Battlefield every year. Or mm-hmm. yeah, you know you know yeah. they're going to. Um so make that and maybe even make another couple games off of that engine but if you have something that's a success like fucking dragon age like like bioware they need to have their own like like biolab engine or something you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying i don't understand why they don't have their own why why they're like kind of borrowing tools kind of are they not big enough have they not created their I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. We just, I think, I think Capcom really did it right, and I think EA could like learn a little bit of a lesson from them. Yeah, just absolutely. look exactly what they're doing, and the the idea isn't to do exactly what they're doing, but it kind of is in your own way. Mm-hmm. It's like they're on like they've been doing fantastic since Monster Hunter came out. Yeah, there's been nothing that's been terrible, and I like looking back. I'm like, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd play Monster Hunter again. Cool things have come out of it, and I still have yet to go back and play it. Mm. But it was still. I put probably like a solid two and a half months into that, and that's coming from yeah. someone who plays a different game every month to keep up with the podcast. Like, yep, that's pretty heavy. So, I mean, they're obviously doing something right, but you're not going to get that. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that out of EA until they're in <laughs> such they're in such a spot that they can't, mm. like, back themselves out of it. I mean, honestly, like, EA may just be a company like THQ that just runs itself into the ground, and then what comes after may or may not be good. Well, I know? can't even say what came after THQ was good. I mean, Nordic... That's pretty much it. And they've been well, doing some major fuck-ups lately. Well, Nordic's just, like, they're just doing any old fucking thing. They're, like, right. Focus Home Interactive, basically. They're just grabbing... Like Fo- Focus Home Interactive is the future. Well, Focus Home is great, <laughs> but they're doing... They're just grabbing everything. Like, yeah. I remember so, that... So, yeah, that, actually, it's a good point. Like, EA may just end up being a company like THQ that just destroys itself and destroys everyone underneath them. And then nothing happens ever again. It's just all gone. Yeah, you know? th- their properties get split off or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and that'll be... I I feel like that'd be a cold day in hell <laughs> for something like that to happen. But 
I don't know. But like we would, you'd be able to smell that coming millions of miles away. Oh, these yeah, CEOs but is, are leaving. Is EA like is the is the company? Would it be possible for the company to redirect and fix itself? Obviously, it hasn't been able to do it in the last ten years that it's been fucking up. Right. So I don't know if it ever will be able to. I mean, it could just be a crawl where it just you know slowly becomes nothing. Could be. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot up in the air, and I I mean, I feel like we always say it, but it's like the next couple of things for this company are yeah. huge. And that I really, swear to God, if this fucking Dragon Age game is bad, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And that really started with Anthem, and Anthem was a good game, plagued by greedy, shitty, like, yeah, everything else. I mean, <coughs> I'm glad to see that Anthem is monetarily done relatively well sure um i i gave them my numbers wise for sure did fine i guess like i'm really glad that bioware will continue to exist for another game maybe yeah i mean we i guess we don't really know that but it it's for all intents and purposes they're making at least dragon age yeah um so if dragon age comes out with these same major problems uh, they have to be doomed right uh yeah yeah and it's like is it the question like the question is like is this is the fault on bioware for that happening it i mean certainly like bioware management i think it might be shown to be a huge problem it it might be like one of those things like if bioware goes under what was that what was that company that like everybody came from that was really good um oh uh looking glass looking glass I, i think I think that's, like, I hate to say it, but that might be the best, like, option. I mean, we certainly saw that with um, Irrational. Exactly. Irrational went down, and we got some amazing, amazing... um, Campfire? What was that? Or is it Ghost Stories? Or is it Campfire? (coughs) I don't know. But several studios came out of that and just made some amazing shit. Yeah, Looking Glass was known for uh, System Shock, Thief... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Ultima Underworld. Uh, it was like uh, huge, hugely um, influential. In February 2017, the studio announced that they had been rebranded as Ghost Story Games. Yeah, Irrational. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean they they would go on to become uh, companies such as Irrational with Ken Levine mm-hmm. and a couple other guys that were from Looking Glass. Um, a game that they were working on got picked up by another company. Um, following the closure of Looking Glass, somebody went on to create a Floodgate Entertainment, which eventually was acquired and merged into Zynga. Uh, oops. Um, other Side Entertainment, uh, which is known for System Shock Three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Phil Spector came from there. Uh, yeah, so they did. Uh, they did a John Madden football game in '93. Brutal. Um, System Shock, Terra Nova, I think I had that. Um, Thief, Command and Conquer, N64 port, interesting. <laughs> System Shock 2, Thief 2, um, hugely influential studio. But they kind of had to be, they had to go down for the people to go move on and do something better. Yeah, like. So maybe that will happen, but I feel like the exodus of the talent from Bioware has really already happened. Mm-hmm. The huge named talent. Um, 
And it's kind of been happening, like you said. For They've been having a bleed for like seven years. And it could, like, actually it probably <laughs> would have benefited to happen sooner, to be honest. Because yeah. a lot of these people, then instead of... games would already be out. <laughs> yeah, instead of, well, n- not only that, but instead of them going, you know what? I've been toiling away for seven years. And, yeah. like, it... it Earns it, nothing for it. it. It would pain me to do this all over again for the same thing. So I think I'm just going to retire. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I think that's where they where they got to, and I think that's what happened to a lot of these guys. Like, mm. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to actively create that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. They're they need someone to rally around, and we're either gonna find that within their next game, mm-hmm. as like, okay, this guy is like the big dick of the company obviously and he has these other like badass generals that are under him that helped create this fantastic game or nope we missed the mark dog and this ain't it uh mm-hmm. so it, it you know it could be could be closing time boys um yep. so I, I i don't know but we've seen good things come out of closures like you said yeah but i swear to god if ea kills bioware i will fucking fly out there and write a strongly worded email. Yeah. Right outside. Very strongly worded. And furthermore... (laughs) Oh god, here we go. (laughs) Well, actually... Pushes glasses up. So that's our fucking hot shit that we have to talk about. Yeah. This um, couple weeks. So now I'm looking into fucking Ghost Story games and I'm like, what are they Mm -hmm. working on? What do you guys got going on over there? Um... What was the last thing? Levine also anticipated the game would not be a uh, what game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to look into this later, and we'll probably never talk about it again. Um, mm-hmm. So that's cool. But yeah, that is pretty much the show. Um, it actually went on a bit longer than I thought. I was. I remember looking around the hour and change mark and going, "Man." I don't know how much more we got. We really got off on a tangent with a uh, Sekiro, though. So that was mm. that, that. That was some good, some good back and forth. So uh, if you guys get the chance, as always, uh, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Grim, stop messaging me um, and um. <laughs> and uh, check out all the top news of video game stuff over there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and uh, do other dumb things. Uh, do we have anything else that we uh, that, that that we have planned for the future? Um, uh, I don't know, not in the near future. Okay, I'm just kind of curious on how your schedule is going to take you. Probably take a couple, oh, like a week or two to uh, yeah. get back to normal. So, yep. uh, you know, we'll we'll get back with you guys. Like I said, follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you know what we're up to. Um, and uh, yeah, as well, if you are. I'm, playstation get that game of thrones stuff going on tonight i left that up so i can probably go get it too dragon theme looks kind of cool nice so um but that's it guys thanks for hanging out until next time i am night swarm and i'm filter cord see you later